This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad time, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening. Now, let me rephrase that. Evening. Leicester City 1, Southampton 2. What the fuck is going on? We we, we, we keep asking this. <laughs> Who's got the answer? The one question I have got for you all, is it time for Brendan to go? We'll have the, we will have the results of a poll that I did in Twitter straight after the game. Maybe that's not the best time to do it. Who knows? All I know is, come Monday night, we could be bottom of the league. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts.
Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. Uh, no, I think is the answer to that. What the fuck is going on? Um, it looks like the lunatics have taken over the asylum because Brendan doesn't pick the team anymore. What does Brendan, you know, do? Oh, Mr. Fafana, you're a little bit upset about moving. Oh, you're all that money you earn, but your head's not in the right place and you can't play because little old Chelsea or Leicester aren't letting you go to Chelsea. Fuck off. Make him play. Grow a pair of balls, Brendan. I've called him a bell end, if you remember, after the West Ham game last season. And that would be being polite. That would be an insult to Belen's. You know, he's as much use as a fart in a space jacket at the moment. Spacesuit. What is going on? He brings Tielemans on, who was shit before he came on and was just as shit after. I didn't notice any difference at all. We've got Dennis Pratt, who wants to be um, wants to play for the club. Doesn't even get on today. And yet we bring on Tielemans, the biggest load of shite since Fafana. I mean, what is going on here? I'm saying this for the first time now. He's got to go. He has got to go. It is as simple as that. He has... He's, he's, he's passed his sell-by date. He's passed his eat-by date. He is, he's passed every date going. I, I just don't know what he's doing. He can't be just that fucking stubborn that he can't see what's going on because 30,000 other people that are at the ground and probably another sort of 500,000 are watching on different ways. They're probably, they can see it. Why can't you, Brendan? Why the fuck can't you? And Marty again, playing on the left. Tielemans coming on. No fucking difference when he does. Fafana telling you whether he wants to play or not. And he'll still get his however many thousand it is a, a week salary, won't he? I'm sorry, Brendan. Where, where, I, I, Wherever the taxi is. I tell you what, okay, I never thought I would hear myself say this. I would take Graham Potter at the moment. You know my thoughts on Potter. He can't do any fucking worse. Monday night, final whistle, when Liverpool finish playing Man United, we could be bottom of the league. Yet, I don't want to hear any of this three games crap. This is how we, you know, we started bad last season. It never really got good. And we haven't got the injuries we've got. Well, maybe a couple of them are mentally injured. I don't know. But what... You just go. Just do us all a favor. Please do us all a favor and get your sorry ass out of this club. This is Lester Till I Die. This is where you can watch us and this is where you can listen to us. Just on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Broadcasting live worldwide. Uh, if you think I'm bad, you wait until I've been grabbing because 
he's, he's like Shrek next to my Pokemon, if you like. <laughs> he's going to go mad. In the shit house was that, Brandon? Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve months. I can't even remember the last time Leicester played like Leicester. You've come out in your fucking press interview and gone, we gave the ball away, we sat back. No shit, that's what you tell them to do. That's what you get them to train on the training ground pitch. That's what you get them to work on, day in, day out on the fucking training ground pitch. Now, I'll, now, okay, for Farnes out of your hands, he wants to be a petulant child, force a move through to Chelsea, that's out of your control. I understand that. Tillemans can't make up his mind whether he wants to commit to the club or not. I, fine, I, I can deal with that, right? I can take the same out. But coming out and saying, oh, well, they we scored and then we sat back and defended, as if it was the players that decided to play like that. No, it fucking wasn't. You've been here now for three seasons and three games. And for two seasons, right, counter-press, high line, counter-press, high line. Yes, we took an odd defeat and we sat here and ranted and raved about it. But it was a Man City defeat. Maybe the odd upset against a Fulham, but we went there and guess what we did? We put our fucking foot on their throat at 1-0. We made it 2-0. We made it 3-0. We won the game 3-1. We won the game 4-0. We won the game 5-0. These guys would shit themselves if they were 4-0 up and you told them to go defensive. Get it through your fucking thick head. We cannot keep seeing a lead, right? Arsenal, Arsenal probably did it to us at one point last season. Brentford were probably kicking themselves that they didn't get three points from the opening game of the season against us. Southampton rightfully played 30 minutes of decent football and came away with all three points. Newcastle, Everton, Villa, Spurs, Southampton, probably Brighton, probably every single team that was in the, the Premiership last season and more to come this season will actually start scoring fucking own goals at this rate to get us 1-0 up so we can sit back and try and defend the 1-0 lead for 90, 90 minutes. It's bloody pathetic. Grow some bollocks and take responsibility. I said eight or nine months ago, and you can go back and find it, and I'm sure Chris will clip this as well as clip it for me, right? I said Brendan's stubbornness is going to cost him his job. It should cost him his job. You cannot sit there all lackadaisical in an interview and go, I don't know what happened, Governor. We scored a goal and then just sat back and couldn't control the ball and pass it. That's you, Brendan. That's you, Brendan. That's you taking a team that plays beautiful, wonderful, high-pressing, counter-pressing football and ripping the book up and throwing your toys out the pram going, well, it's great that we're finishing fifth and winning things, but you're not doing it the way I want. And I want us to be a team that wins 1-0 every week. Fuck off, Brendan. I've had enough. My patience is gone. My patience has absolutely been ripped to shreds by you. Because I told Chris this at, 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 before we came live, right? Madison scored fantastic goal. Masterpiece. Love it. Absolutely brilliant, right? And I had a cigarette. Don't condone smoking. Don't do it, kids, if you're listening. That's not me advertising, right? And I picked up the phone and I was watching the first couple of minutes after we scored. And I was watching it and I was thinking, don't sink back to defending. Don't sink back to sitting back and trying to see it shut out a 1-0 win. And lo and behold, four or five minutes later, we're still trying to settle a win. We're not seeing out the first five minutes because the second, we, the second they scored, Ralph Ragnar changed their shape. 
He took players off to change their dynamic and he knew he was chasing the game and he had to change things. Brendan went, we'll see it out. Hold on, Brendan. We haven't been able to see out a game in 11 months when we've had the fucking lead. Well, why do you still think we're able to do it? No. You may argue the same, you need to be versatile and adapting. You do that in a shape. You do that in a way you make personnel changes, like for like changes. You do that to maybe hold the ball up at the right end of the fucking pitch. Why are we trying to hold the ball in our, our in and around our own edge of the box? The old Leicester, before you changed this depressive defensive team mentality that is depressive and negative and, and mentally disturbing for the team. What you what we did is we would get the ball, we would see it out in their corner, we would time waste, we'd game manage the game, we'd win it 2-1, we'd win it 3-0, we wouldn't let them see a way back in if they got a cheeky goal out of nothing. We were riding high in confidence. Every good team that plays like that concedes a bad, uh, bad result. And we conceded that. When we had a shot defeat to Fulham, we conceded that happens. We went out there, what did we do? Put a run of three or four games where we battered teams, put them to a sword. You know, we are, I am more, I've, I never ever thought in the world of football, I could look through 92 teams in the English division and below it and think, is there a team I can think of that's actually scared to be a front? And I never, ever thought that I'd be able to name a team. And I'm absolutely horrified that it's my fucking team, our fucking team that I'm naming as the team that's petrified to be in front. It's embarrassing. Your stubbornness has made me and a lot of others go, that's enough. I, I don't lose patience with manager. I back them to the heels as long as possible until I say there's no turning back. Well, guess what, Brendan? Providing a miracle, I might look like Jesus, but I don't perform miracles. Providing a miracle from above and an amazing turn of form and a sudden change of heart and maybe a crack in your fucking stubbornness, we are not going to have you as a manager for much longer. And you should not be there. I even said to Chris, if I was in top shoes right now, sometimes they do this, I would have text, I would have text Ralph or rang Ralph and said, uh, well done on your result, great performance today. I'd like to have a drink before you head off to Southampton and have a word with you. And I would have sat down to Ralph and gone, yeah, mate, how much? How much? Because when your team was 1-0 down, you you made the changes, you made them changes and your team played like they were 1-0 fucking up. In fact, Southampton looked like Leicester two years ago. They were controlling the ball, they were passing it around, they were running us ragged, they were making us make mistakes, they were making us misplaced passes. I was watching the game going, are we really fucking 1-0 because we're going to lose this game? And Hala! Leicester City one, Southampton two. This isn't a three-game panic hit the red button and Leicester fans being like their Arsenal fans losing it after one defeat. This is two years of crap, and I've had enough. So you're not happy then? Calm. You're not happy. I, I'm, I'm, happy <laughs> right, mate. I'm happy, mate. I'm fine. Yeah, had enough. Um, I don't. Everybody, nobody. Ah, oh, somebody has. Somebody said something. I thought everybody must be uh, must be Rogers in because they're not commenting in the chat. Spencer's in. Good evening, Spencer. Rogers isn't interested. Rogers is a ball sack. I can't say anything more than that. Um, I'm just sort of looking online here at different things that are being said. I mean, you know, I said yesterday, and, and I said at the start, who the fuck is running the asylum here? The, the oh, players, when you've got a player that is as shit as Telemans at the moment, right? You've, you've just dropped him. Oh, and I thought, well done, Brendan. Credit for that. 
I still don't get why you played Amati again after he's had two not particularly brilliant games and he's not left-footed and you're putting him on the left. But, you know, you've dropped Tielemans. What did he do? Allegedly, he brought him on. I didn't see any difference. I don't know whether he actually came onto that pitch or he just waved and turned around and went down the tunnel because he made no fucking difference. The only time he got involved in anything was when he was pulling uh, Madison away from headbutting someone. I mean, what? And then you've got Pratt, who looked amazing pre-season, has said, I want to fight for my place. I want to be part of this squad. Well, you know what? You'll get 20 minutes in the biggest defeat of the season so far against Arsenal when you couldn't have done anything anyway, Dennis. You can be you were being thrown to the wolves. I'm I'm with you now. Rogers has got to go. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's just disgusting to see. And and I let you you know you asked me to listen to his press conference, and I managed to find. I don't know if it was it wasn't the entire one. I managed to find only the three and four minutes one, and I wanted to turn it off. I didn't want to listen to it, mate, because he just got asked the question uh, about uh, the final and that, and he stood by what he said about not playing them, about not playing them if the heads right or they're not in form. Well, what? I, what? Why did Tillman's given twenty minutes to 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 do that? Why wasn't Pratt been rewarded? But at the end of the day, you know what? Doesn't matter, in my opinion. The way we played from the minute we can, from the minute we scored, can't believe you know. I nearly said conceded there because you think it would be from when we conceded the way we played. Nobody was going to have a good game, and I look at Brentford, I look at Arsenal, and I look at today's game. The second we finished scoring, or the second Arsenal scored in both in all these games, whichever way it worked out, we never looked like doing anything of note. And that is the most shocking thing because, like I said, yes, we had our hiccups playing constantly that way. But guess what? You know when they say if it ain't fixed, if it ain't if it's broken, don't fix it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I, I, yeah, I'm, this result broke me that much. I can't even say the same. But you know what I mean? If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, yeah, we had a few shock results. Like I said, the only one I can distinctly remember, and the reason I point it out is. All right, Bournemouth are in there as well for that shot, Corey. But that was a capitulation of a whole different level. Uh, that was the pressure of where we were in the season and what we were fighting for. Um, but other results. But then you look at our results afterwards. We beat Leeds 4-1. I, I think we beat someone else 3-0. We beat Arsenal. You know, we. I don't see this. I'm not sat here watching a defeat Southampton going, oh, well, we drew with Arsenal. You know, if we'd, if, you know, if we'd have been talking about how we beat Brentford 3-0 and, and drew with Arsenal, I'd be going, oh, well... You know, yeah, it's a bad result, bad day at the office. We let it slip. Okay, but if we play like that every week, we're going to win a lot more. If we play like that every week, we're going to beat Derby's record by a clear 11 fucking points. Well, 10 points. I, I, I don't know what to say to you, mate. You know, it is just bad. I mean, let's start with the starting lineup. What did you think? I, I, I mean, the reports of Afana, I think it's inevitable. That he wasn't going to play today if there was a truth behind it, which there clearly is. I was happy to see Tillman's not play, not just because of the fact he's out of form, but as you saw on the post that I put on there, which seemed to get a lot of you know positive reaction to it, was his current situation, given his contract and not knowing where he's going to be come the end of August. I think it was right to drop him for them two reasons. I might be on the left, I very much questioned, but 
considering there seems to be uh, and there seems to have been a lot of mist and, and fog around the situation with Soyuncu. Is he happy? Does he want out? Are these clubs interested? Whatever. I understand why he was picked. Should have been picked on the right. But for the majority of the squad, especially when you consider the players we've got, maybe Pratt was a bit unfortunate not to get in the lineup. But Harvey Barnes, you're always going to switch it up. It's a bit of a shame. Um, mm. I was fairly happy. But I'm also sick of saying that to you, mate. I'm sick of saying that to you, especially after a game like this and losing it in such a depressing way. Yes. I mean, right, let, let's have a look. Let's have a look at this. Um, this is, well, you can see who that is, can't you? So let's have a look. And I apologise if it's not Mr. my usual smooth self. Now, don't, don't insult Mr Blobby. I'm not having that. I, I, I like Mr. Blobby. I'm one of the few people in this world that did like him. Um, <laughs> let's have a look. This is what this is what the club are saying that he said. Rogers, hugely disappointing. No shit, Sherlock. Well, I tell you what, hugely disappointing doesn't come up to anywhere what most of the fans, as Brad has shown tonight, sums it up. Uh, Leicester City must manage the ball better to see out games and pick up positive results. Again, no shit, Sherlock. Brad, Brad did you ever think that we would need to pick up positive results? Not really. No, that's why we've been doing it wrong. That's why oh, Ranieri got it wrong. He got too many positive results. Oh, right. We, uh, you know what? In my first two years being alive, I thought I understood how football worked. I thought the more points you had, the higher you finished. But clearly, it's a new revolution to, to, no. to football this. Gordon Bennett. That's what I mean. His interview, mate, was embarrassing. It was so bland and disinterested. And I think he knows he's in trouble. And I think he knows he's lost a part of that dressing room. I wouldn't say all of it because players, you know, Vardy signed a new contract. I, I, Although you could argue that's more his commitment to Leicester than it is to Brendan. I think it um, is. I think it is. I think it's his commitment to top, in fairness. Yeah, yeah to be um, fair. Um, can you say here, though, look at this, right? We were very frustrated with the result. Like we said, no shit, Sherlock. But the minute we scored the goal, we sat back. You're the fucking manager. Exactly. <laughs> Don't, think about, you Don't sit there and go to turn around to Mike Stowell or... or What's that, Tory? Have we got a Tory? I don't know who he is. Anyway, turn around to him and go, hey, <laughs> we're sitting back. Mm, okay. Do something about the fucking thing. Oh. Again, got yeah, away he from won. the last five minutes. Apart from the five minutes when we scored, and it was a free kick. It wasn't a free-flowing move. It was a free kick. Apart from that, the game was never with us. Because the worst thing is, until we scored, the game wasn't even with Southampton. No, in fairness. I mean, I'm going to take, take nothing away. I'm going to take nothing away from Southampton here. No. You know, Arsenal last week made us look poor. We, we played badly because I think they didn't let us play well. This game, we played badly because we were shit. Do you know, there's a saying... Amongst a lot of football fans, where were you when we were shit? I tell you where we were, where I was when we were shit. On the twentieth of August, twenty twenty two, I was watching fucking Leicester be shit at the King Power. Yeah, I, I was doing the same, mate. And you know what? 
then the the three performance that and like, the three the three performances we've put in were more dire than the performances we put in in the season we got relegated from the championship. Mm. To one. Honest to God, they were. They were worse because at least that team tried and looked like they were trying to survive. And I'm not I'm not saying we're gonna get relegated with the squad we've got, uh, but yeah. they, they they look terrified. We were we just had awful players that weren't championship standards, let alone let, let, let alone no, but they weren't League One standards, most of them, let alone bloody championship standard, and they were just crap. But they gave what they could to try and keep us in the bloody championship. At least they went down with some form of fight. But yeah. this lot, oh god, it, it, it's okay. Let, you know, can, I, can I ask you a question? Uh, and um, please do this for me because you know, those glasses you had on at the start. Is there any way those are the ones, the blue tinted ones? Is there any way that you could send those to Brendan? And say, try putting these on because I was going to read this further. No, I've not read this before. Um, we do need to manage the ball better, said Brendan. Asked to articulate why that's a big word, I don't think Brendan can do that. Asked to articulate why City were unable to protect their lead and why his side only tested the Saints keeper on one occasion. Now, we're not playing fucking Man City, we're not playing Liverpool. No disrespect to Southampton, we are playing a bottom half team, which we are at the moment. And I've said this many times, and you, you'll agree with me, you, you'll back me up that I've said it, whether you agree with me or not, I don't know, Brad. But what is, is it good enough, sorry, for a Premier League team to have one shot on target in 90 minutes? No, it's I'd never be good enough. If I was Rochdale in, the, in, the, in League Two. Do you know what? I actually, you know, it's funny you said that. I said, and um, you know, you know, we we sometimes say this when we go on other people's shows that from an outsider looking in, you know, a lot of fa some fans messaged me and, and, and commented that were other fans of other clubs on my state saying, like, it's not all Rogers though. The players said frame outside that, and obviously they got reports and highlights and whatnot. And I understand that, and I didn't, and I never would break anybody for having an opinion and looking at it in a different light. But I said to them, I said I can blame Brendan when this isn't just a three game problem this is a season and three games worth of problem and we play like a team that is one nil up get that is lead two and they're beating man city one nil in the fa cup and they're holding on for their life desperately trying to at least get a replay out of it if nothing else yeah you know and you're right i i the last team i think i remember who still got beaten, who only had one shot or maybe didn't even have a shot on target, was Bournemouth against Man City. Mm. You know, when Man City took 80-odd minutes to score that goal, but again, you know, they obviously deserved it. They had about 17 and 11 on top, whatever. But we, like you said, Chris, weren't playing a Man City. We weren't playing a PSG. We weren't playing a Real Madrid. We weren't no. playing anybody in a tough competition. We were Leicester City playing a team in and around us that we should play a hell of a lot better. We should yeah. not be sitting back scared after a goal. It's pathetic. It, he, it's he, went on to say, he went on to say, sometimes it's a little bit of confidence. And I suppose everything that's been happening over the course of the summer, that little bit of desperation to get the result, having been here before and being in front, it was disappointing because the players gave everything. Well, certain ones did. Certain ones did. Not all of them. Not all of them. Mm -hmm. 
The quality of their football, especially in the first half, was great. What yeah. match were you watching? What match were you watching? Because it wasn't, it was all right. It wasn't yeah, great. Yeah. It wasn't great. Uh, yeah. I thought we deserved to go in front. It was a free kick. We couldn't even get a move, you know, a flowing move through the players to have a shot on target other than a free kick. The quality in the final third, a bit of imagination, a little bit of combination to play and better finishing. Um, we worked it well to the final third. It's Stockport County. And as I said, Stockport County must be bloody sat there going, hey, bring on Leicester. <laughs> We're looking forward to that. Yeah. If, if, we, if we do not get a... And I'm not just saying a win here. I'm going out on a, on, on a, on a complete and utter limb. If we do not get a decisive win, and I know I say decisive, I mean four, five or more. One, two or three will not be good enough. Because this is Stockport. And if we can't fucking beat them by putting a few goals, then I, 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 I worry. I'm just going to go through some comments because I do appreciate that um, we haven't uh, been looking at these. Um, Terry says, can Brad go through that again, please? He missed the first five minutes. <laughs> Press no. the rewind button, Terry. Press the rewind button. Uh, Facebook user, not sure who you are, but he's lost the plot. His tactics are insane, uh, takes players off that are playing well, brings shit on and ruins a perfectly good plan when it's working. He needs to go. Uh, Tony, good evening, sir. How are you? What has Cags done wrong? And Marty ahead of him. Apparently, you've only got to possibly be talking about thinking of leaving the club and yeah, your mind's not in the right place. Um, Craig... How the devil are you, sir? Um, welcome along. Um, <laughs> can we have Arteta? Please, can we have Arteta? Yes. We don't even want you to take Rogers. We just want Arteta. Yes. But at least you know what he's doing. Spencer said, I've stuck up for Rogers for ages now, but I think it's time for him to go. Now, all he does is moan because we can't sign anyone. Okay, it's not great, but it's what he's... It, it is what it is. It's his job to get these players up, 100%. LCFC Believer, love the name. Are you still believing? Forrest doing better than us. I know they've got a million signings, but still. Jason, he lost the players who blame him for playing players out of position and picking poor players over better ones. Uh, Jason, interesting to get people's views if Top can handle the situation. Uh, there is, by the way, there is a poll going on in the YouTube channel, uh, if you're on that, which says, does, does Brendan go now or not? And I'm just going to come on to that when we finish the, the, the comments. Uh, LCS Believer, again, the only team we are beating in the next three games is Stockport County. Are you sure? No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure? sure right now. Yeah. I'm not sure. No. Right. Uh, Alu, right, how are you? I wouldn't be so confident if I speak. Well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're having a joke about it. Uh, Southampton finished the game in a stride. We played as if we couldn't give a damn. KDH, Madness, Yuri, not one of them for or got stuck in the game, went away from us. Uh, David, isn't Evans our captain? What exactly does he do for us other than slow the ball up and point all over the pitch? I still think that I would sooner have him as a captain, and no disrespect, I know Brad's part of the goalkeeper's union, I'd sooner have him as a captain than Casper. And I think 
he doesn't actually just boot it up in the hope that someone will get onto it. Maybe he's actually holding the ball up to try and see what players are running for him. Yeah. Now, if they're not, that's another story. And saying, and I'm with you now, mate. With you totally. You pull. I've come over onto the dark side, mate. He <laughs> has to go. I was and just going to say, he's 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 serious. He's gone good, good. <laughs> My precious. Yeah, <laughs> go full golem and everything. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, dear Ben, there's nobody's fucking precious. Brendan has taken us backwards, a slowly dark climb that started two years ago, says Jason. Uh, yes, he does, but we need to thank him for what he has done for us. Look, what he's done for us is his fucking job. You know, I would go in as a salesperson every day and I would make sales. Not every day we didn't come out and go, oh, thank you so much for making sales today. It was my job. Right? If I didn't make sales, I didn't get a bonus. If Brendan doesn't win trophies, he doesn't get a bonus. But that, at the end of his day, his job is to win trophies. Every manager on every club, whether it's the Papa John's trophy or the Caribou or whatever, their job is to win trophies, get promotions, etc., etc. So he's doing his job. Um, Fafana needs to go. Well, I'll tell you what, as I say, I saw him in the um, on, on, on the stream. I saw him, they picked him out, and I don't know exactly where he was sat, but there was a gap around him. Uh, whether that was because they he's you know, <laughs> he stunk the place out with the way that his attitude is. See what I did there. Um, but he spent the time <laughs> exactly, he, he wasn't even watching the game, he was watching his. Should we say rather book some girlfriend sat next to him? And probably, if I'm honest with you, I probably would be. If I had to sit and make a choice between looking at a very beautiful lady next to me or those 11 wankers on the pitch and the 12th wankers to the side, I'd be looking at the girlfriend, I'll tell you. And he did not even get up. I have posted it to my Facebook, the Facebook group, lestertillidie.com. Uh, uh, sorry, lestertillidie Facebook group, lestertillidie.com is the website. Um where it shows when Jews, um, Madison scored that Fafana didn't even move. And you know what we should do? Don't sell him. Stick him with the under-23s and let him miss out on the World Cup. David, wow. um, while I am sick of what I saw today, can you explain how everyone on that pitch stopped caring after we scored? Blame Brendan for not getting up their backsides. Yeah, exactly. That the manager should be. You know who he reminds me of? Brendan reminds me of um, Roy, Roy Hodgson at Watford. Yeah. I think he had shingles, so I think he had an excuse. But when they went 1-0 down, I think they were playing Burnley or somebody, and when they went 1-0 down, he never even got out of his seat. And yet, when the other when Burnley scored, at least their manager, whoever it was at the time, was up and cheering and saying, "Come on, let's, you know." And, and we, I, I'm sorry, I, I bet I bet Brendan actually did encourage the players. I bet he went, "Come on, lads, put a bit of effort in." Yeah, I, um, I, I, I'll tell you exactly what what that issue, um, uh, Dave. You say they weren't interested. What's the fact they were interested? I'll try and give you a visual. Excuse, excuse my uh, pajama bottoms. Very classy, as you may see. This is exactly what Leicester do. This is Leicester in their attacking, press the ball, well played. You can see me quite clearly, can't you, Chris? I can. Leicester score. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. See you later, Barney. I've got to go all the way back here. Sorry, mate. I can't stay up with you. I've got to go when you can't see me. Because we're one nil up, and that's what Brandon wants from us. That's exactly what happens, David. It isn't the players losing disinterest. In fact, they get disheartened, like we do as fans, and I did, 1-0 one one up. can't believe I'm saying this. I was 1-0 up, and I went disheartened. Because all I saw, you literally go and watch the first five minutes after they score. Go and look at where Leicester, Leicester's high press line was. It was here, right? By the end of it, Daka was going, where are my other 10 teammates? I know Daka came on. You know how I say that. Daka was like, ah, where are my other 10 teammates? I'm, so, I'm, I'm losing 2-1 to Southampton, but I haven't got any help. I think there's a goalkeeper in there. He might be a ball boy. He's that far away, I can't see him. Yeah. It's just... Scott it's not the players. Perfect set of fixtures for Rodgers to go. Our, well, we've not got a good start, let's face it. We know we've, 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 Brentford and Southampton were probably the two winnable games. We've got Chelsea... We've got Manchester United who must be pissing themselves laughing. I <laughs> think we're bad. Hey, yeah. <laughs> which we'll get, we'll get, a, we'll get our first win against Leicester. And when we've got Chelsea by the end of September, and I think we've got an international break then. Please, top, we've got a week off for the international break. Sack him, get somebody in, start looking now. I mean, because we're going to get nothing from those games. Oh, we hellers like. Oh, I'll tell you what we'll get. I'll tell you what we'll get. We'll get a footballing lesson off them. Yeah. That's what yeah. we'll get. Teddy uh, says he wants Rogers in in and in front of Whelan's collecting his P45. Bum, bum. Uh, question for you guys. Who do you think realistically is out there who can place Brendan Rodgers? We'll come on to that later, Russ. We'll come on to that later uh, because that's not going to be a five-minute conversation. Um Anthony's back in. Um, hi, Chris, and bad up the Saints. Yeah, right up the Saints. Uh, Scott reminds me, Club. Well, well, yeah. Uh, cup of tea, Brad, no sugar. <laughs> don't, don't, swear at, don't swear at me by saying tea. horrible <laughs> stuff. Oh, sad, sad news. Just, uh, just breaking news come up on my Leicester site. There's a man died after a Leicester attack. Uh, I don't know anything more about it. Yeah, so yeah. Thoughts go out to his family and his friends. Yeah. Chelsea cool. hopefully will do us a favour, maybe return the favour. We got rid of um, Mourinho yeah. for them. Oh, I've, uh, just had horrible, I've just had an horrible thought, and I'm blaming the person who mentioned Powell for it because of what Ants just said. Do you remember when Powell was practically out the door when we played Chelsea and Manchester City? Mm. What happened? We beat, we beat Man City 2-1, and uh, I think we beat Chelsea, didn't we? Oh, we um, do, I think, with Chelsea. Well, either way, we got four yeah. more points than we were expecting. We were expecting. It was over Christmas, wasn't it? He should have yeah. gone, and it was over Christmas. We, you know. Yeah, and then, and, then, and then what happened? We had another painful eight or ten games of him barely picking up a point. I don't want it. I, you know what? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I kind of want Chelsea to give us a regular footballing lesson to, to make it be the last. Cool. If this is what we're going to have to deal with for... I don't want to. I don't want to. His yeah. stubbornness I've defended. He can't keep being stubborn. He's not learned. No, no more, Brendan. No more. Enough. We will We will look at the poll in YouTube towards the end of the show. Um, the poll that I did in, in, uh, on Twitter has finished. So um, we can have a look at that. Um, Bournemouth are losing to Arsenal, by the way. 
three Please give us Arteta. Please. Uh, so basically, um, there's 46 votes on it. Does and the question was, does Rogers need to go now? It was a simple yes and a simple no. Yes said 67, 66.7%. No said 33.3. So basically, six. When it wasn't even a Brexit vote, that that was why now. At the moment, in the YouTube one, 67. So it's pretty much the same. 67% are saying, go, Brendan. Get your bags. Take a long walk off a short pier and just do one, please. Mm. Um, do you know um, what? I'm, also, I'm, on, I'm on my sort of point, and I, I, and I do get sick of comparing it to um, the O'Neill era. Um, but that's how long it's been. I just... I'm at that point now where you know all them names that I jokingly walked out of. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that, yeah. That is so true, Roy. That is so yeah, true. That's exactly how it happened. I think he's exactly right. Um, you know, I, I, you know, you know. Last night when we did a show and someone put like the likes of dice and whatnot, and, and and you know, I played, I played up to it and I stormed off. Said I'm not doing it anymore. You know what? If they show a bit of enthusiasm and a bit more animation, I'll take it. Do you remember if, if that had been O'Neill? Right, and it, and we, you knew when O'Neill had a press conference, or he spoke to match the day, or ever after the game, you knew if it was him, him that took the blame or the players, because he he made no qualms from going. I got it wrong. I changed the shape. I wanted us to to see out of a, a draw against Liverpool, and it cost us. But if it was the players not doing what he asked them, he would tell. You knew it. You knew yeah. it. Speak to ex-players. I know we had Jerry Taggart on the show, didn't we, Chris, from the prediction show. I guarantee yeah. you, you know, we've had Julian Watts and many others, Cotty's coming up. I can guarantee you, I, I'm a religious watcher of the extra time show that LCFC do, and, and I, you know that's my era, as well as most people fondly from. They they have spoken time and time again on this show that they knew where they stood. I don't think these players care. I think Rogers is bland. He's, I don't, for a lack of a better word, He's flat. He's monotone, isn't he? And I just don't think sometimes you can't respond to that. I mean, how are you supposed to respond if every time we lose a game this manner? Or I mean, I switched off. I didn't even have to watch the interview like you asked me to, mate. I could have told you. He turned around and said we lost the ball and didn't keep yeah. it and retain it, and we sat back. I could have told you that before you even asked me what he was going to say at full time. Yeah. And it's just boring. And if I can't listen to it as a fan and I want answers. Why are they going to listen to him at full time? Why are they going to listen to him before the game? Why are they going to listen to him at half time? They're going to sit there going, let me guess, you want us to get in front, you want us to sit back and manage. To... Yeah, we know, Rogers, you set every fucking day, mate, I'm bored of it. If you do the same thing every day, you can get bored of doing it, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, good news there before the game. Obviously, I woke up to this this morning, Jamie Vardy signing an extension. Uh, I bet, I bet, I bet, uh, I bet. Top Dad has told you that out before the game kicked off. Um, yeah, yeah, I bet Jamie Vardy's going back to an argument and sleeping on the couch for signing it now. Charlotte's in. Well, it's been a while. How the devil are you, young lady? Um, I presume you, you may well have been on on holiday, and I presume if your holiday, it's like a cruise or you know, a, a around the world trip. But you no, know, it's been a while, Charlotte. Welcome back. Nice to see him. Nice to see him. Nice to see you. To see you nice. Um, if we don't yes, get him wrong soon, it will be a, a, a big same job. Um, you know, I, I, I just say, 
I just don't know what what to think. I mean, look at that. I mean, the form was was exactly the same. There's no reason why they should have made us look fools, but um, but but they did. Uh, unfortunately, um, I just. I, 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 to be honest, I, I'm not even going to. I'm not even bringing the stats up because they're just embarrassing. One shot, one shot in 90 minutes on target. But I will show. I will show this because this just shows how hopeful we all were. You know, I went yeah. for a two-one. I got the score right. The one fucking way round. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe the one season you probably should have taken Steve Larnex's approach. And <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, Craig went three one. Uh, Steve Larnex still actually where you did go two nil Leicester. Well, she went four nil. Yeah, I love whatever you're drinking, Steve. Uh, Ian Marshall went two one. Tags went two nil if you remember, and Ian Wilson went three one. Maybe if we flip those over, we might get some points. But maybe. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what, Chris? I, I listened to the end of the game uh, on the radio to to try and see if they get an interview. I don't know if they they've been restricted on their time because they don't seem to run as long after a match these days. Um, they're normally on for about an hour, but they're only on about twenty minutes after the full time whistle these days. And you know what really hurt? The whole defeat. And when I was calmed down, I know I was a bit, I was very eccentric and that was a bit more theatric to, to how I was really feeling. That was more how I was feeling after the full time whistle, the way I expressed it. But I listened to Jerry Taggart's voice. You know, you know, when you just hear like a really adorable story from a child and you think, oh, I just want to pick him up and give him a hug and tell him how. Well, I listened to Jerry Taggart's voice and he was saying, he kind of, Every time he got, he had to mention the way Leicester lost that game. You could hear, yeah, and you could hear the depressed sound in his voice. And I felt like going, "Oh, Jerry, I, I feel for you, mate. You've, you, you must be raging on the inside, but you're being such the professional, Jerry Taggart, to watch the club that you played for and had many, many memorable years at and fond memories at as a, as, as a player to, to to see the club going the way it is and 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 give up." the ghost the way they do and having to say the same stuff how they do it i don't know but i heard jerry taggart just he sounded dejected we're sounded dejected fans around the world are sounded dejected our own commentary team that is hired by the club sounds dejected if top i, I would send i would send the, the fans reactions and, and and the depressing voice of jerry taggart not his natural voice the depressing after today's game is what I meant. Sorry, Jerry, if you're watching. I meant because he did sound ejected. How to upset our special guests? Thank you, mate. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, if you can take someone whose who's passion is Leicester City football club, and I know he paid for clubs, and he probably does some things for them as well because of his career. But his majority is for Leicester because he works for the club. Uh, I, I I just wonder if maybe if Top saw that and heard that wherever he is, whether he's in Leicester or back in his home country, if he goes, you know what? I can't sit here and watch the club that I own go through this. This is depressing. Oh, I don't need to change. Look, he didn't look happy when the camera picked him up, but that was before kickoff. Uh, can I just... We have actually... Funny you should mention it, and thank you for the leading here, because we have got uh, a sound recording from, from Top's office. That's the clock ticking down on Brendan's job. Um, yeah. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? You know what?
you know what? It, it's perfectly valid in this one, mate. I'll let you have that one this to, to today. I mean, well, this this is what I, I so want somebody to please in the press conference next week. Jason, I'll send you a thousand pounds. Please just go up to Brendan and say you don't this. Know the answer to that question, and I think you 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 are, you are an ostrich. I think he must be an ostrich because yeah. he sticks his... Well, somebody just said then he spends so much with his head down in his looking notebook, he's not even watching the game. But yeah. um, we're going to we're gonna have a few more comments and everything. But let, this is what I would... I mean, make me happy. Make me happy, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm a little old, disgruntled, upset man. My bladder will be going ten to the dozen tonight. So if you don't mind, if you have any sympathy for me at all... Please just do this for me. In a world where cat videos and memes rule the feeds. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Yeah, please do subscribe to the channel. It really would mean a lot. And if you are subscribed, please smash those likes. Uh, the glasses are back out. Dare I ask why? Oh, I'm just getting accustomed to how the season will go if we have Brendan Rodgers in charge. I'm just going to wear these every time I watch Leicester so I can stay blind to the fact that it's a shambles right now as a club. <laughs> so if I right. wear these, mate, nothing's wrong with us. If I wear these, everything's fine and dandy as a Leicester. Ah, right, right. Um, no, I can't do it. <laughs> Charlotte was in France, <sighs> which we were. <laughs> well, we surrendered like the French did. Sorry, that's all. That's half the French, but <laughs> you can tell I'm angry because my words didn't stop me saying that. <laughs> Shut me out, Chris. <laughs> It'll get worse before it gets better. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I actually... Uh, I'm so, uh, sorry to any French viewers, and we probably just lost them all now. <laughs> but, uh, I did like that one. That was up there with Charlotte's um, uh, Angela Markle going on holiday joke. I did like that one. Um <laughs> So where are we? Let's let's catch some of these up. These uh, these comments. I just wish once that Brendan stopped looking so calm and lost his rag once in a while, uh, like a real human being. Show passion or anger. You really think being relaxed and unconcerned has translated to the play? I actually started to watch Arsenal all or nothing uh, earlier on, and you know what? I didn't know Arteta had that sort of. Vision in him, he was really going for it off, off, you know, in the changing room. Rogers needs to go to Chelsea, needs Maguire 20 million to Chelsea. Apparently, Chelsea are in for a swap for Maguire, so who knows? Highfields, good evening. That lot will struggle to beat Stockport, <laughs> never exactly. We, we, that's, we were saying that. Uh, Rennie's in, good evening, Rennie. How are you? Uh, saying hello and thank you to everybody. Uh, did you see Casper in France? Uh, um, and no, I think is the answer probably. Um, and said that's been said a couple of times. Players wanting to leave, throwing leads away, and fans booing. If he stays in a job, I will be surprised. 
indeed static is in good evening static how are you have you moved yet oh no you can't get away with that one again that's twice in two days mate <laughs> no we got a reaction <laughs> oh, dear. um i was expecting the countdown music to come on then chris that's just the clock ticking the clock ticking um oh, yes you're just showing off um just showing off his charlotte about a holiday um no she can show off it might share result we'll be last depressing <laughs> in the game mike evening both big up are you brendan out go and start the show again mike <laughs> go and start the show again we are chris let's not answer that question mike i want you to go and start the show again and i'll know if you start it again because i know your reaction to mine and chris's rant go and start the show and figure out the answer mate. That, that, my, that mount was, my mount was nothing compared to yours i've got to be honest oh, with you yeah. mine was quite mild yeah <laughs> skip to me full screen mate that will tell you where i stand on it i'm still on the fence there's your clue <laughs> I know where you'd like to put the fence. Yeah, straight up someone's... Um, sorry, I yeah, said this last November, but got called negative. Mate, it's, it's opinions change. And, you know, I, I did not think that I'd be sat here after three games. And I might feel... You know, we've actually put this show... This show used to go out, was it half an hour after the final whistle? Half hour, 45 minutes, yeah, give or take. And we put it back, I put it back now. I made the decision. Let's put it back for two hours because it will probably help us calm our nerves. That's not working out very well, is it at all? No, <laughs> no. I'm glad I don't have a heart monitor, otherwise the ambulance might have pulled out uh, outside my house thinking I was having them having a short Connor air or something like that. You know what I, I mean? I, I'm, I'm on about seven heart tablets every night. So if you suddenly see me go down one side, call 999. <laughs> hello my god there's a naughty in there i don't know who's being naughty stop but yeah i can't argue mike i said that at the start if i was stockport i'd be sat there going hey if i was manchester united i've got leicester in a couple of weeks i'd be sat there going it's all right lads we'll probably lose to liverpool but hey got leicester coming up yeah guaranteed uh, three points <laughs> a leicester fan just went on talk sport saying we need rafa benitez oh uh, Poch is the man. You see, I would love Poch. I would mind Poch. I just don't think we'll get him. That's the thing. I and don't know. Sorry, Leicester's a little bit of him that thinks, if I go to Leicester, I might be able to get my own back on Spurs. Uh, not only that, not only that, but I think he has a redemption story. He wasn't afforded the chance to build on that Champions League final. He wasn't afforded with Daniel Levy as an owner to do anything to do it. He was told, like it or lump it. And that's, by the way, just before anyone gets it twisted, that is not the way it is for Rodgers with our owners at the moment. That is purely how they want to do it. Now, mm. I'm not saying all of a sudden you bring in Poch or Rafa or whoever and he's suddenly given 120 million to, or 200 million to go and spend in the last couple of days and sort it. He'll probably get told exactly the same. You've got a squad deal with it. One thing I did, did notice in Rodgers' interview that actually sparked my interest was the chink in the armour. He turned around and reiterated that the club have said that these players aren't for sale. He then turned around in that same breath and went, but I know what football's like. It's a business. And things you know change. what, what football's like? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he said that he turned around and said, I know what football's like. <laughs> well, he does, because he knows football how to defend the lead, doesn't he? But anyway. Look. But Poch coming back, I don't think it's out of the realms. He wants to pick his career up after the PSG. 
it didn't go as well as he hoped. I mean, they lost their first league title. They, they lost the title because of him. He bottled it. I wouldn't like to bring that part of him to it, but he is a manager that, again, I wouldn't look That's at being I said, a long... we got Ranieri, though, and, there was him, yeah. and, and I, I do keep reminding people that I was one of the few that thought it was a positive move because, yes, we know he's going to win us the title, but... It was so early, and he got teams to second and third and fourth. I mean, if he got Leicester to second, third, or fourth, get him in, I'd be happy. But can I just say that I, this show is being very, very sad, very, very down. And I just want to say that we should really, this will be what I'm about to say and do, this will be the highlight of the show. Come on, Brad. I'm going to bed, Chris. No, <laughs> I've had enough of this show. I've had enough of these bad jokes. God's sake, the fact that I have to move closer to me, bloody, bloody phone. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, but no, but I, I would. I would kill to get Poch because I think he was treated badly at Spurs. Um, my worry is, A, could we afford him? Because you know, we're already paying Brendan 10. I'm sure he'd come with a higher price tag than that. But then, you know, He's you, out spend of what you, have to. you spend what you have to. Depends. Desperate man, out of work. Yes, he is. Uh, but, you know, let's face, no, no manager is desperate in my eyes, to get back into the game because he's still enjoying his payoff money, which was probably quite a few million. Oh, yeah, no no doubt. But he, he made, you know, certain managers have a fondness for a league. Yeah. And I, I think when he missed out on the opportunity to take over the Manchester United job before he got offered the PSG job, I think he was keen to stay there. And, and sometimes these managers end up choosing to go and, and preferring to go to a foreign league or a league outside of the country they're well established in just to refresh themselves and and do it and and like you said he's had a fair bit of time away he's enjoyed himself he's relaxed he's not had to deal with the stress of transfers training players bitching and moaning results fans getting on the back and maybe if he's feeling refreshed and maybe if Brendan manages to stretch this career out for another 10 games or whatever or 7 games to get to the 10 game mark or just before the international break if he's still not employed I I, I would maybe I'd maybe give him a call or, or, or go, go up to London and give, get, you know, tell him to get on a on flight On the other side of it though would it be another Ancelotti where as soon as another club comes in that's you know a bigger club and we've got to accept where Leicester are in the, in the league of things that he, he jumped ship quite quickly. I don't know. I don't know. Like, but, yes. I don't think he would because he committed to Spurs and they they've only just been started. Then I still want class. I know. I know they get called the big six, but realistically, they're, they're not. They're not a Man City, Liverpool, and just about still Chelsea. They're not the giants like them. I, I, the big six we've talked about is a massive myth. Myth. I would say it's a big three. And Chelsea are far behind in that because the big two are running away with it, Liverpool and Man City. I would honestly think 
the way other clubs and the way even sometimes, as begrudging as it may seem, the, the pundits talk about Leicester, they see us as, a, as, a, as a, a club on the rise, despite where we are right now and despite how these three games are put where we are and whatnot. They know the quality that Leicester possess within their squad with the right manager at the helm is a serious, sorry, they're a serious threat. To mm. that big six, they have proven that they've proven it for the last couple of you know, them seasons, they proved it over three seasons, and even last season with the injuries, they, they proved it to a point when Rogers allowed them to play the way they can instead of his stubborn backwards way. Um, I think Pot, I mean, you're always at risk of losing a manager. I mean, we yeah, talk yeah. about players who would ever leave Man City. Well, it turns out Sterling wants to leave Man City and go to Chelsea, that's why he's at Chelsea. You know, you're always at risk of a manager joining you or a player joining you and then two or three seasons later, they want out. They want to go and take on a bigger yeah. job. But if he comes in and for three years, we have great success with him. And I'm not saying he has to win as an FA Cup or a Carabao Cup or a European Cup. I'm talking league success. That would be enough for me over three seasons. Yeah. Having successful yeah. campaigns, really good. And then he goes and gets off with the Real Madrid job or something like that. Have at it. Leave on great terms. I'm happy for him. You know, he'd leave. You know, like O'Neill left. Yeah, we didn't like the fact that O'Neill left, but he, we were yeah. under no illusions that and, if a job came and, in, yeah, he'd take it. Saying, uh, um, I, I'm even going to say, and Graham Potter, I'd even say, yeah. I mean, you, you've seen on this show, you've got two converts over to your dark side. You've got I'm Brad. Not, I'm not there on the Potter one. Yeah, <laughs> but Brad came over there on the on with me on the Ralph side. And I'm kind of coming over to you on the Potter side. So Mike says is relegation a possibility? You know, we're three games. In, we, we've played one percent of the season. If yes, in, in honesty, yes. uh, or is it ten percent? I don't sure. No, it's but, not even that. It's, it's not. It's barely, it's barely a flicker. Barely a yeah, flicker. Yeah. So you don't know. But obviously, what you don't want. I mean, you know, look at Arsenal last season. Bottom nil points. At least we were a point better off than that. <laughs> Look where they ended up. So it isn't the end of the world, but it's a case of at what point do you have the balls to jump in and go, actually, we need to cut the head off that snake now <laughs> before it gets any further near the house. Uh, yeah. Jason Potts will come. Look how much we play Rogers. Um, all fun and jokes aside, do you think our current team can play better as it hmm. is? I mean, you would, you, I don't know. Well, I know. I'm actually, I do know. I do know. Yes. They can play better because they have played better. <laughs> yeah, they played. They, they played well. We're two 0 up against Brentford. They stubborn. Sorry, this is a team that also played well uh, two seasons ago. We haven't really made that many changes to it. And I'm going to be controversial because I said this to, to Josh on the watch along. Do you know what? We we won the we won the FA Cup. But we were lucky because if Chelsea had that goal had counted for Chelsea, I think they'd have gone on to win it. And let's be honest with you, we were talking that much of an offside. I love VAR when it goes for us, don't get me wrong. But so I'm not going to say that it was a fantastic, I mean, it was a great goal, obviously, you know, and we deserved, you know, we would have been lucky if we hadn't at least got a draw on 90 minutes. But if, other than that, we've this team has played well. Like you said, Brad, pre, in, in the previous incarnation, when Rogers had tactics that you know that got us up and go exciting and going on, 
we we played well. Yeah, we did. We played really well. And again, I, I don't want to get this twisted. We're not demanding Rogers to be gone because we're crapping our pants that this team's not good enough. It's going to go down and get relegated. Even if you got rid of your Tillemans, even if the final moved on, we have more than enough players that have got more than enough about them that if they're given the freedom and, and feel like they're being given the trust to see out a game when they're one or two nil up, will comfortably finish top 10. Now, whether we, that could all depend on, on how bad this run goes under Rogers and how long he's tr entrusted to be in charge of the squad to, to how, mu how much we can realistically repair it. We're not asking Rogers to be sat because we're sat here going, oh my God, these signings he's made are awful. We've got one point out of three. We look like trash. We look like we could be bottom of the championship. No, we've got a squad that should easily come top 10. Right, mm. we've got a squad of players that could play top ten football, no doubt. There's no, we're not going to get relegated. There's no way we're not going to get relegated unless we stick with Rogers. Oh. Well, let, let's not. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was about to say there's no team. Yeah, see, that, see, don't go down. Don't you know. me in my mate. I always get there in the end. Yeah, Jason, the jokes. Read them and weep, mate. Read them and weep. Uh, Scott, yeah. so what you're saying is if we get Poch in the league again. <laughs> Harry, hope you, uh, hope you, the wedding went well on Friday um, and it all stayed nice for you. Uh, looking forward to having you back on Friday in the new Q&A debate show. You see, I've put two shows together there. I haven't decided which one to do. Uh, so we've made it one. Uh, although next week, actually, it may not be on a Friday because I've got a family occasion coming up midweek. So uh, we might have to move the preview back to Friday. Uh, but welcome. I uh, hope you had a good one, Harry, and it all went off very well. If Rogers goes, um, get sacked, I want Daishin. Please, please, Renate, please tell me. I'm just going to put that up there in case anybody thought it was me that was saying that. No, no. No, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want Dice Ball here. I don't I'd want Dice Ball. I'd sooner keep Rogers than have Dice <laughs> for me. But that's my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. That's yours, Renee. Uh, I mean, there was a time, you know, yeah. back in I mean, know, the day when we would have taken him, but not not although now. To be fair, although to be fair, there is that age-old argument, and we make we, I we made this point, and and and. Other people have made this point about other managers, i.e. the likes of Pep and Klopp. Could they do what they're doing if they were managing like a West Brom or a Southampton or whatever? No, they couldn't because of one of the finances. Would Dyche, given the better, and this isn't disrespect because any Burnley fan knows there's a level of quality of difference between what Leicester have to offer in terms of players than Burnley. It, it's just the way the clubs are running the financial capabilities they have to, to lure talents. Would Dyche get better and be more consistent in better finishing with the higher quality of players. It's it's one of them you wouldn't know until he's given the opportunity or if he's given the opportunity. But I, I am with you. I don't want Dyson, but if he became the manager, I'd be going, well, okay, you want the big no, opportunity. No, it, 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 yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I can carry on with my life. And I'm just oh, laughing no, at no. Josh's comment coming up. But this, was, this one's for you, uh, Charlotte. Um, so, uh, where are we? Ant, um, it's the big five and Spurs. Tell you what, they're looking all right uh, this season. 
would you have Bielsa or Zidane? No and no, to be honest with you, because Bielsa's as stubborn as Rogers is. He's more and stubborn. Uh, another manager I called was too stubborn and lost his job. Funny yeah. that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I could be two for two at the moment because I said that yeah. about Bielsa and I got laughed at by Leeds fans and I thought, well, that happened. And Zidane, no, no I just... Nutcase. Absolute nutcase. Don't want that in the dressing room. Uh, why were the teachers... I feel she can control the pupils. Um... I would rather iron the wrinkles of my ball bags than carry on watching us under Rogers. Well, um, you want the truth? Josh, you I... want the truth? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> I, I mean, please, Josh, if you do decide to take such drastic action against Stockport when Rogers is still in charge and you're forced to watch it, please do not tell us the outcome of it or, or, or show us graphic evidence. There is, there is children that watch this show, and, and and even the watershed don't allow things like that. They're just just. Just make sure you have any on standby if you take such drastic action for <laughs> dealing with Rogers. Um, uh, and, it's, uh, and also, we have to remember this isn't this isn't like we're coming out saying Rogers is the worst manager we've ever had. We've had far worse managers, but oh, yeah. it's yeah. something that's been kind of like the Jaws theme, edging its way towards the surface of uh, is he running his course? And we kind of backed it when we had fans from previous clubs that Rogers as manager saying, oh, well, this will happen to you, this will happen to you. We go, oh, no, 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 maybe he's learned, he's developed yeah. since then, it's years yeah. on. No, no, we should always... I'm never I'm never not listening to Doug again when it comes to anything to do with... <laughs> Renny says, if not Dice, maybe Potter. At the moment, mate, at the moment, I would take... Mike Bassett. Mike Bassett. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, at least we'd have this... Ladies and gentlemen, England will be playing four, four, fucking two. Yes. It's what we should have been playing today. Man of the yeah. match. And then I don't, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, because we've, we've got problems with, with Brad. Well, I've got problems with Brad's tactics board, not, not at Brad's end. Um, I, I, it's Google messing about with StreamYard. I don't know what's going on. Um, Man of the match from... Um, uh, Alan Bennett, he, you know, I actually, when I posted this, I put best of a bad bunch. Um, I mean, I, I've got to be honest with you. Um, I wouldn't necessarily argue with that. Um, I think he was struggling to find one, though. I, I, honestly, man of the match, any sort of paid money to go to the game today. Yes. Yes. Because at the end of the day, yeah, I like Dewsbury Hall. Yeah, he had an all right game. It wasn't exactly his best or worst game by any stretch of the imagination. But he's still going to get paid 60 grand or 70 grand or whatever he's on a week. These fans ain't going to get the 30, 40, 50, 60 quid back for that shower of shit. So everybody in the attendance state that was a Leicester City fan, you're my man of the match because you went through that horrendous shit and lost money on it. You know, you probably spent 150 quid on tickets, food, drink, and whatever today just to see that shower of shit. And it was a 30 yeah. minute collapse that pisses me off as well, mate. It wasn't like they dominated the game. We collapsed after we fucking scored. That's more embarrassing. Mm. Scott says here get Matty Elliott, Steve Walsh, Jerry Taggart a chance at least. You see, no, I mean, Steve Walsh has actually applied for the job, I think it was twice before um, at Leicester. 
whatever you say about Rogers, he has got the managerial experience. What managerial yeah. experience has Matty Elliott, Steve Walsh, or Jerry Taggart got? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what experience he got. Jerry Taggart was assistant manager and in charge for one half of a game when Frank Burrows was our manager. Remember that? Yeah. He, no, he, he was I don't, second, he was our second in command um, when Jerry worked for the club. Um, it was in that dark season when we ended up going down. Um, right. And it was in between managers. I'm, I might have the name wrong. I'm, I'm sure. Struggling, I'm struggling to, to remember Frank Burroughs, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, I, it, was only for like, it was only for three games, maybe. But he yeah. was in charge. Jerry, Jerry was a part of that. So Jerry has at least 45 minutes of experience. Yeah. Well, Matt Elliott and Steve Walsh, um, no. I suppose the, the, the most they've got is actually teaching kids. And I'm not disrespecting them here, but they do have their soccer schools, but it's a different well, so I think true. I think getting somebody in to a Premier League club, I mean, I don't think anybody, you know, it's people that come in that haven't got, well, like Jesse March at um, oh. Leeds. Leeds. And I don't think that they're, but to get people in that haven't got, yeah. just because they're going to jump up and down on the side of the pitch. That's not a qualification to be a Premier no. League. I, I tell you what they would bring to it, though. They'd tell us how to defend and score from set pieces because they could do that for us. Uh, but I thought we'd got a set piece, Coach. Yeah, he's still stuck waiting for his bloody visa, isn't he, or something like that, this new what one. Was that, yeah. that, that was that, is, I can never remember, Yo-Yo or Colo, whichever one of the brothers Colo, 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 Colo. I thought he he did that. Right, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the uh, poll on the uh, on the chat, um, and we'll just see. What oh, God's sake, Charlotte! God, you two could have a worse joke off, you guys. Just do that to show you, Doug and Charlotte. Come on, do a joke <laughs> off, and I'll be good. Yes, seventy-seven percent. Brendan should go. You know, no, that was at 60% before we started talking, mate. I'm not saying we influence people. I'm just saying. No, it, did, it did touch up to 80 at one point, but... Um, and then now, I know what happened. Someone mentioned Dice, now it dragged it down 3%. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. Let's get him in. Um, do you want to talk tactics or are you happy to... Well, not happy, obviously, but do you just want to carry on generally talking or do you want to concentrate on tactics for a bit? And it's my fault, guys. It's not Brad's fault. As I don't know what's happening with Google Slides and uh, StreamYard. Yeah. You know what? Believe it or not, I, I will be able to put some positives from, from this absolute shit show. Um, obviously, we're not able to use the tactics I sent through to you because of technical issues. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I was struggling after that first, well, after the 60 minutes to come up with anything that was worth talking about because it was all Southampton. But I can do it. I can break down some things that we can say that the Leicester that we like, the Leicester that we love played for, for a bit of it and, and what we did see that was a Leicester. So, yeah, I can I can do a bit of a tactic one. Go on then. <laughs> Why are we doing it from here? Well, I mean, first of all, is yours, sir. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, first of all, um, positives. I know, right? It's a word we haven't heard since about uh, the start of the season last year. Um, but the positive were we were people, people bemoan and rightly so the sideways, slow football that we saw a lot of last season and. 
when it first started, we, I, I maybe thought that Rogers was trying to find that balance between knowing when to strike when the iron's hot and knowing when maybe we're being a bit too adventurous and risky. You know, and he said that in his last press conference. He said that after the Arsenal defence, uh, Arsenal defeat, that maybe we were, we were being too direct. We were trying to make everything be in one swift movement and, and, and that's when we get the ball away and we got caught out. And I was kind of happy with his response. And I, I think today, yes, Southampton were stubborn. They put 11 men behind the ball. I mean, the graphic that I had showed Southampton's first half. They didn't get out of our half. They were hoping for um, a, to ping the ball over in between Evans and the Marty and hope someone could get on the end of it. It's why they ended up putting Adams on to insert that pace when we scored to create chaos, which it did. But for the first 45 minutes, we passed the ball around um, very nicely. We didn't go back to slowly getting into their half and then going all the way back to Danny Ward and everybody going off. For God's sake, here we go again. It's going to take us 20 minutes to get forward. We created the chances. We made intricate passing. The overlapping, by the way, praise for Perez and Castagne because the way you play attacking wing-backs is when you go with the wing-back, the, the winger cuts inside to give you that option and they overlapped and interchanged and linked very well. The first 45 minutes was actually a fairly pleasant watch. It wasn't amazing by any means and it wasn't anywhere near the standard of what Leicester are when they're free-flowing and at their best. But just for a little while, I got that false, false hope that maybe the penny had finally dropped and that balance between passing and moving and not going at 100 miles per hour towards a goal and then trying to take them opportunities when there's space and it was available, I think we got it right. You know, Southampton may have had 11 men behind the ball that made it difficult to create them chances, but if any team was going to score for the first 60-odd minutes, it was Leicester. Because Southampton were not there. For 60 minutes, Southampton were getting more than they deserved from the game, and that was nil-nil. Unfortunately, the reason we're in the situation that we're throwing everything around the room, I did a soap opera thing where I cleared the bloody table, I was that stressed about it, is we scored. And, and that's where it went wrong. And it's a problem we've had before Spurs, I know people may pin that down as the game where we saw it, but that was the team that exposed how bad we were at being a defensive unit. It's the same problems that killed the game for us. And it, it, it's annoying when you hear the interview. It's annoying when you see it because you literally see the shoulders of some players drop. You see them trudge five yards backwards because they go, Oh, fuck me, now we've got to try and see it out because that's what the gaffer wants. And you could see by some of the frustrations with the creative players like Madison, and I know he was awful when he came on today, but I, I don't actually blame him for being awful, um, was Tillemans. And that sounds weird that I'm not blaming him for being awful, but you could see there was actually a bit of frustration. And, and, and again, no smoke without fire. Maybe there's a few players that are really, really sick of being told... Off you go and defend it now, no matter what state or what minute we're in the game. And, and they tried to get us out. I mean, they were pinging passes and they were making passes into spaces and then realising that a player wasn't there because we're playing defensive. And I think the frustration led to some players going, fuck are we doing, doing this? We're, we're just inviting pressure. And that's why Leicester inevitably keep losing these games. And, and that 
is how I can tactically sum up the defeat because, you know, for the second time in three games, we are praising an opposition for playing well for 20, 30 minutes. And that is really worrying and should not be a case. No fan should come up and have to hold their hands up and go, you know what, 20 minutes worth of decent football, you deserved everything because we were a shambles. It should not be giving away. We should not be chucking away five points from them two games. We should be winning 2-1 against Brentf uh, Brentford. We should be putting our foot on their Southampton's throat and going for the kill. We should not be sitting back, quaking in our boots and going, oh, here we go. We've got 30 minutes of this. Because we are setting ourselves up to be 1-0, 2-0, even 3-0 up. And teams going, yeah, but we're going to control these next 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever's left at that point. And going, if we can get a goal, Leicester will just default. Leicester will just collapse in on themselves. We can get a result out of this. You know, uh, to compare Leicester's now men mentality, this is the biggest problem that Leicester have with the way Rodgers wants and forces them to try and play. The mental impact he's having on our players reminds me of when we won the league. I noted that, you know, lots of people said, when did you think that Leicester were going to have a really good season, potentially win the league? A lot of people pointed the finger at maybe the 1-0 win against Spurs or the 3-1 win at Man City at the Etihad. I pointed it towards a defining moment in that season was when Leicester were 2-0 down against Aston Villa and they pulled it back and won 3-2 because that set Leicester, Leicester and Villa up perfectly for how their seasons panned out. Leicester never knew when they were beat and Aston Villa never knew when, they, when a game was won. And if we continue and allow this to happen, the mental draining effect it's going to have on our players and squad we might not go down this season. I would still back us to be a Premiership side next season, even if somehow Rogers kept his job. But it's going to be on the skin of our teeth if we allow that to happen. Yeah. And that's the problem and issue with Leicester this season, mate. Let me show you something to end that off. Yeah, could come down to that, mate. Um, Southampton's victory, their first since April. Their first victory since April was yeah. achieved after fielding the youngest Premier League starting lineup named by any club since May 2017. So, Brendan Rodgers, get the wax out your fucking ears. Because what were you saying about experience? Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes a load of bollocks. Sometimes you need fearless players, and I, I actually think his. And again, this defensive defensive team, we can't play as a defensive unit. We, we, we knew that. That's why Ranieri didn't change it when Pearson had us as a counter-attacking side. That's why Powell's way didn't work. That's why it's, funny enough, not working for Rodgers trying to be a defensive unit. We cannot do it. And, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm too exhausted to keep making the same boring yeah. point that we all know, and, and that is... You, and I blame this on you, Brad, because you said about Doug, and in he comes. Um, you wouldn't make a very good airline pilot if your name was either hand grenade. And I, I, I'd, I'd say how bad that was. Unfortunately, uh, Doug, I have heard that. And the same would be if you were called Jack. Because every time you walked on the plane and somebody said, hi, Jack, they thought they'd be thinking the plane was being taken over. 
Um, has to have a purpose, though, Brad. You have to give Vardy service, which you didn't get. Um, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not on about Vardy, mate, because there's a, yeah. the same problem would be for Daka and Ian Nacho. Yeah, you can't. You know, can get the service when the defence and midfields camped outside our own box because we're one nil. Vardy touched the ball eleven times. Yeah, and guess what? Ever since Jamie Vardy hit the ground running, sitting that magical season, he's probably he's used to touching the ball ten to twenty times per game. Jamie Vardy does what Jamie Vardy does. I'm sick of saying Jamie Vardy doesn't get the surface. I'm sick of using that as a as a reason. No, Jamie Vardy. No, I know he doesn't play football, and my condolences to him or what happened when he moved to Arsenal. But Aguero. Aguero couldn't get the service. Dennis Bergkamp wouldn't have got the service. Thierry Henry wouldn't have got the service from these players because they're 40, 50 yards down the upper end of the pitch. I mean, again, unless you are in a relegation scrap and a new team, and we're talking 33 games, 34 games in the season, not three, why the hell are we petrified at being in the lead? Why are we not doing what got us fifth, what got us an FA Cup, what got as far in Europe, and why are we not going one and up against the Southampton, going one or two and up against the Brentford, and going for the fucking juggler? I feel yeah. like we're a soft touch as a team because what we do is we play decent ish football, oh, not always brilliant, but decent. I'm going to move it on now because we're coming up to an hour and a half. And no, no, I want to, yeah, yeah. Again, I want I'm, to still get the um, player rating. Right yeah, we're going to. Um, we are going to be doing, God help us, uh, although you see, you have said you're going to be nice, but you, we are going to be doing the, the player pro, the player rating straight after Hello, this. Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Yeah, and Doug was asking who we'd got next, and uh, yeah, it is Chelsea, and he said, ouch. <laughs> that would be a lot worse than ouch, but uh, right here we go. So, um, right, I don't know how good you're going to make this or not, but I've got the BBC one here to um, to compare. Uh, at least Leicester got the man of the match award, although he was wearing a different colour top. So let's start with the Marty. Uh, uh, what we're going here, let me just remind you, there is no F. Right. I know, but I mean, A, B, C, D, and U for unclassified. Well, I'm, I'm going to say utterly useless if I put them in there. Before I give these ratings, Chris, I'm going to tell people that are watching the same thing I told you. I do not blame the players for doing as they're told. Okay, they were told to play. They have been told week in week out. This is how we were going to play when we we're in certain match situations. Yes, we lost the game. Am I going to give them all U's and, and, and D's? No, I'm not. And I'm going to I give... Don't, I don't expect any A and B's in there. I think no, there might be one person that I will overrule you on. But we'll see We'll see how it goes. Yes. We'll see how it now goes. Now, with Daniel Amarty, what we got here is A, B, C, D and, and, U. and, and U. I'm going to put Daniel Amarty as a D. I'm going to yeah, give him... I'm going to put him in the D category 
Yeah. Um, but it's not his fault he's being played out of position. No, because I reckon if we played him on right, he'd look more comfortable. Yeah. He'd actually look like he's supposed to partner Evans. Definitely. Um, just to say that he got in the BBC Leicester fans poll. Um, I, I can't even find him. Did they actually anybody vote for him? Oh, yeah, he got 4.8. Yeah. Um, but people don't um, like Marty. He's a bit of a scapegoat this year because we haven't got a Soyuncu out there. And I'm not too fond of it because, again, the reason that people might not like my ratings and be surprised by them, but I don't blame the players oh, to a majority. There was five worse than him, don't worry. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll be generous then. Barnes. Didn't, I mean, he tried, didn't he? He tried to do it. And again, I talk about that overlapping the link up. Him and Justin don't have it as aggressively, it seems, as um, Castagne offers on that right side. But maybe again, that's the way Brandon wants to do it. He's dominating one side. Pick. Mm. Um, I'm going to give him a C. It was nice to see him back. He had a bit of flair. He tried to be creative. He caused Southampton defence problems in that first half. Uh, it just in that last pass or two was the only thing that stopped us having a clear chance with with what he did. I, I, I would give him a C. Yeah. Can I just ask you, anybody is voting, and please do vote in the chat. Uh, we want to know your ideas as well. Just put which player it is, because we're not going to look at what you guys have said until the end. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'll, I'll get lost. So, Rene, yeah, you put a D, um, but just put the name of the player next to it. I'm guessing it, it, it's Barnes. Barnes actually got 5.99, which was our... Oh, Charlotte's off. Charlotte's off. Dinner. The lobster's boiling. The lobster's boiling. She's off. <laughs> However, dirty. Go, go, go and enjoy your spicy meatballs. Uh, thanks for popping in. Um, Barnes got 5.99 and was our top player, according to the BBC. But from what I saw, most very little went down the left-hand side. It was all coming down the right. Yeah. And again, Brendan, I'm sure you're watching this. You're probably throwing your toys out your pram and, and, and having a bottle of wine and a cry over the fact that I gave you such a uh, telling off at the start. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed, Brendan. All right, I'm angry as well. <laughs> I'm but, not angry with you, but I'm just very, very yeah. disappointed. But, but do you remember last season? And it's it's funny you say that it and not a lot went down the left side. It it, it was a point. Well, the other way around last season, wasn't it? Exactly. I, in the last season, I said we are painfully predictable going down that left side, Brendan. When I said we're painfully predictable. Just because you put it on the right side doesn't make make us less predictable. It just means after about five, ten minutes, teams figure it out and then they swap their defending majority to the yeah. right side. Mix yeah. it all, Brendan. Mix it up. Coming in, mix it up. You know what? I like Estanye. I like his passion. I like yeah. the fact that he gets frustrated when we lose and we and he doesn't like dropping points. Um, and in terms of performance, I think he tried everything. When Perez needed help, he supported him. He offered the overlap. He, loved, he, he offered the... Him and Perez actually got on, played well together. Yeah, I thought they linked up really well. And yeah. you know what? I like him. I'm going to give him a B. I think he was really good. I think he was really good. And I, I feel sorry for Castagne playing in a team that doesn't play to his strengths. He got 5.10 in the, in the votes. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought him and, and Perez did um, did did well together. Uh, <laughs> Daka Daka, don't what we're going to give Daka? I, I mean, I'm not going to give him a U, but 
because it's not his fault. It, you know, there was 60 yards between him and his support. So he, got, he gets a D for Dakar, funny enough. But, you know, he don't, no, nobody's going to get a U because of the fact that Brendan made a decision to put 40 to 60 yards between the, the, the midfield and attack. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets a D, mate. D for Dakar and D 3. for Dolphin. 3.81. On the BBC one, is that is is that how many is that the percentage of touches he had or the rating? Because I feel like he only had about three and a half touches. Either or, I think you could probably <laughs> say. Um, Mr. Dewsbury Hall, who got um, our match um, blogger um, man of the match, but where would you put him? I'm I'm going to give him a B. Um, I think he again. He always seems to play and put his um, body on the line. Even when he had a bad game against Arsenal, he was still running around trying. If there's one player you can rely on just as much as Vardy to bleed blue for this club, it's definitely Dewsbury Hall. So, yeah, yeah B, yeah. B for me. Uh, he, got, he was third with 5.61 on the BBC. Um, Johnny Evans... Good Evans, where are we going to put um, him? I'm going to give him a C. He made some killer passes. You know, people moan saying all he does is point his fingers and ping the ball up. Guess what? They find a blue shirt. He was finding Castagne with ease. He was finding Barnes. He was finding, you know, our midfield in space. Everybody seems to think that Evans is useless because he's in his mid-30s. No, he's what you call an anchor. He's playing the anchor yeah. role. Not not W, not in front. Anchor, no. Yeah. Right. You, you could not have two defenders, and let's say Fafana stays, but you could not have two defenders like Fafana, where both of them, unless it's a corner, obviously, but where yeah. both of them run upfield and you have no, about you eight centre backs back. What he you gives you is experience. You yeah, know? you need that safety net, and that's yeah. exactly what we got with Hoof and Morgan when they yeah. were at that age of playing for us. And that's exactly what needs. Sometimes you need that last line of defence to kind of go. Okay, we've got caught out, the ball's pinged away, and instead of panicking on the ball and getting it caught on your feet, just roll it back. Super Evans is there. I like Evans, I think he had a good game, and I certainly don't care for him being thirty odd years of age yeah. and, 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 and and pinging it around. Because guess yeah, what? I know, I know sort of Craig doesn't like him. Somebody else said earlier they didn't like him, but to me, take your time and put out a pass to a player, not just yeah, the field yeah. and home. There's, there's a reason that that guy has played at the top level for so long. Yes. Man doesn't matter whether it's Manchester United or West Brom or Leicester. He has played at the top level. He's been captain at the top level. Yeah. He's now captain for us at the top level. And that's why. Yes. Yeah. I don't get the hatred towards him because he plays the way he sh any defender of his age and calibre plays. Yes. Yeah. Um, Inacho. Well, he came on. That's half the board, mate. More, right so Dakar, Dakar, more so than Dakar. Um, I've just got to give him a D. I heard his name a few times. But again, when you're having to use binoculars to find your teammates, you can't fault him, either of them. So, yeah, he goes in the same one as, as, as Dakar. The uh, James Justin. Oh, again. sorry, I didn't say what Inacho got, did I? He actually got 3.88. He was the fourth worst on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine that Tillinghans is probably bottom of that, to be honest with you. He's um, not, actually. He's not. Pretty 
Mm. Um, but where are we next? James Justin. Sorry, mate. You know, again, we, we, we Brendan Brendan must think he's a tactical genius because he's he, he's heard all these reports that we we predict we attack down left and swaps it to the right, and in a sense, he completely nullified the point in having two attacking wing backs because after a couple of attacks, I didn't really hear Justin, and I can't blame him. He didn't do a lot wrong. He tackled well. He seemed frustrated that we weren't trying to push forward. Almost like a mini player's revolt. Maybe there was. Maybe there was. Maybe that's why some of them acted out of character trying to get us an equaliser in that last five minutes where we actually left our half and went into Southampton's half. Because I don't know if you know this, Chris, you really struggle to score when you're trying to sit back in your own half. But no. anyway, I know, I right? I didn't realise that. I know, I know. The things you learn, mate. And yeah. I want to. I, I, people might think I'm going to give him a D because he was quiet. But I'm going to give him a C. I am going to give him a C because. I think he a C. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mr. Goalscorer. I'll give him a B. He can't give him a game. The biggest shining light of the game. Quality free kick. Caught the wall and their goalkeeper mm. out. I don't think any keeper saves it because he completely caught every. He caught the whole entire King Power off guard with the way he did yes. that. I've never seen Madison try and take a free kick like that before. It was it was really good free kick, solid. And again, you talk about animation. My my um, stream saw even at two one, you saw Madison go, "Come on, just come on!" And almost yeah. if he wasn't just encouraging the fans, but he was encouraging the sideline. He was encouraging the players like, "Get off your asses! Come on, give us!" You know, we yeah. need you. And and I, I've got to give him a B. I thought he he. He pinnacles what he does. Please sign a new contract before Rogers fucked off, and then we can get popped in. James Justin got 4.96. Madison got 5.84. I think I said before that Barnes was man of the match. Um, Indeedy or Indodi, whichever way you want to call him. um, Well, yeah, where, where do you put him? I don't know, really, because, again, he didn't do a lot wrong. You know, um, you know mm-hmm. the, the the third. You know what, Chris? The thirty minutes that Southampton dominated that game felt longer than the sixty minutes that we were the better side and in control of it. It felt yeah. longer because I can't remember. I honestly, since after Madison's goal, I could barely remember the game. I'm gonna have to give him a D, mate. Cause I don't remember seeing him do a great deal after that. Okay, now he got five point one three. Now, I think we might be disagreeing on the next two. And I may be, uh, I may be using my, um, my power as channel owner in overruling you, but it'd be interesting to see. Uh, I've agreed with basically, agree. I think you've got most of it spot on, if I'm honest with you. But uh, Perez, where are you going to put Perez? Right. If you're old, if you're taking a drink of water, I advise you not to. Because I'm about to make you spit your drink out or choke on your food. So please make sure you're finishing your mouthful of food and, you put, and you've swallowed your drink. Be prepared for this. Okay, fair warning now. If you're eating and drinking, it's your fault if you have an right, accident. Let me, I'm, I'm going to put it down. There we go. Okay. He gets a B. He gets a B. And the reason he gets a B is he may not be the quality that I think we need at this club to get a top six. And I have been his harshest critic. But as you know, Chris, when I'm fair, I'm fair as can be. He ran around. 
He tried his best. He was linking up well with Castagne, and he actually was probably the most threatening to look like scoring a goal or getting in the position to score goals. Was he brilliant? No. Was his performance of Premiership quality worthy of a B? No. But the effort I saw from him, I've got to give him that rating. Pure and simple. Do you know what I was going to give him? A, a, a B. Yeah. I was going to give him a B. I decided at the start of this season that I'm actually going to take all my thoughts about players mm. and put them in a the bin. Yeah. Because last season, you know, we, we've, we, I said it a lot, I believe you, I think you said it as well, you know, it wasn't a good season to be judging managers and to be judging players. No. So I started with a clean sheet. He put more effort in than five or six of those players put together. Yes, it didn't always work for him. But if we always say other players are um, getting, what's what I'm looking for? Oh, you know, getting praised for putting the effort in, then Perez should. Exactly. You sometimes, know. sometimes the effort outweighs the ability. And, and today, he's not actually scored against Southampton in a long time. Yeah, um, that's true. Now, now, but he did actually get. Uh, he only got four point six nine. I, I didn't vote. And that's surprising to hear that. I would have put him... Because, again, I, sometimes you have to look at performance and realise the limit of ability that Perez has. And I'm still standing by that. He does have a limited ability, yeah. but he put the effort in. And I can appreciate that way more than someone who's got a load of talent and doesn't put the effort in. Yes. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. Um, Craig's going to be joining us in a minute, who was at the match. Um He's just having trouble getting to the back room. Tielemans. You know, I said I wasn't going to make... and I wasn't going to put the blame on the players and, 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 and put a rating of you on here. Yeah. I'll still stand by that. Because I'm not. I'm going to give him a day. He didn't need to come on. He didn't need to play. And he didn't impact the game. So D, four Ds make five Ds. So put Tillemans in the bottom section as low as I can go without it being a U. How do, Craig? Uh, we'll get you chatted in a second. We've just finished. We've only got a couple of players to go. This is wide, the first man. one. I am overruling you on here. Uh, he's going in the U. Because you know what? Right, go for it. Go you for, for it. Useless. You for useless. He did sweet FA when he came on. Um, to be quite honest with you, and and then you when you say when you've got Pratt who had a better preseason and who actually wants to be here, can't even get on. It's a fucking piss take. It really is. Um, you know, I'm fine with that, mate. I'm fine with you going against that. Vardy, D didn't get I the ball. Say, sorry, Tielemans was the second worst player on the BBC. Vardy, you giving a D. Yeah, got... again, not his fault, but. After we scored, he didn't see the ball. Believe it or not, he got 2.67. So maybe the shines weren't coming off the golden boy. And finally, Danny Ward. You know and what? Again, I don't think you can blame him for the goals. No. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? And again, just because you said that, you can't blame him for the goals. He collected crosses. He looked a lot more confident in his himself today, despite the result. Mm. Uh, he didn't really have a lot to do. Unfortunately, the only things he did have to do were pick the ball out of his net twice because 
he had 10 scared rabbits in headlights in front of him. Uh, I'm going to give him a C. But don't, what he could do, he didn't do a lot wrong. He distributed the ball well. He, he Unlike Casper, who bemoaned for not being able to pick out a blue shirt from a goal kick or a, a throw, he can do. He's a lot more active and a lot more on his toes when it comes from a corner. So I feel a lot more comfortable with him coming to collect a set piece. Mm. And again, he couldn't do anything about the goal. So yeah, he gets a C. I don't think he had a bad game at all. Uh, yeah, I would have I would have gone for a B, but I'm happy to to leave that as a C. Uh, let's just very very quickly um, uh, go through what people have been saying, and then we will get Craig, who was there, who, who had to sit through it all. My um, man of the match, one of my man of the matches. Well done, Craig. You poor son. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Um, Thank you. Let's have a look. I'm so, just looking there. Uh... I'm just oh, looking at sorry, your... Craig. I'm just going to go. Sorry, Craig. I'm just going to yeah, go. I'm just looking the... at yeah. the uh, the ratings. You go. My connection's not great, so um... oh, no problem. Not a problem. But, um, but I, 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 I wouldn't you... disagree with where you've put players oh. there. Craig, Craig sorry. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me, mother? I'm just going to go through the uh, the votes from the from the public, if you like. Um, mm. The uh, sounds like the Eurovision, doesn't it? Rene gave Amarty a U. Um, we then let's go down. Uh, Rico's in. Good evening, Rico. KDH, he gave a B. Evans, a C. Uh, from Jason, Justin, a B. Madison, uh, a B. And gave D to somebody, but I don't know who. Jason gave Wilford D. Perez, a B. Um, Tielemann's got a D from Jason. Um, Ward got a C. Um, Mike, I'm just not going to put that there. It's only because he's Welsh. Rogers, <laughs> he probably got an A, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't. To be honest with you, I was going to start adding Rogers onto this, but I just I no, don't. No, we have, just, we, no. We'd have to go down yeah. to the W, and you could interpret that as you want for what yeah. he be. Yeah, Terry says he's worried because he agrees with everything you uh, you said, Brad. And finally, David, to me, Perez gets in the way more than he helps. Uh, no, I, I, I would have to argue with that today. I think he, he tries, bless him, and that's why he gets such a good rating. Yeah, he tried. You were there. You were at the match. I was. Do you? And um, uh, bless you, my son, because as I say, you're not ninety minutes. You're not going to get back. Um, we have been very vocal on this channel, um, on this show, I should say. Um, but just looking at those ratings there. Mm. Is there anyone that you would strongly disagree with? Uh, not really, no. I think you've, um, from watching from a distance, I think you've got that about right, to be honest. The only one I would suggest maybe is a movement down for Barnes because the guy, unfortunately, is brain dead. Um, uh, <laughs> <The> hold back. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I don't know if you saw the bit, uh, the, the post-match bit that I've put up. Um, I haven't had a chance yet. No, I, his, he's obviously a talented player with the ball at his feet. When the ball's not at his feet, he's away with the fairies because he's not, he's not seeing what's going on in the game and where he needs to be. His positional sense. There was a couple very early on, or I would say the first half, when the ball's on the right-hand side, we had a lot of good interplay between Castagna, Perez and Madison down that right-hand side. You'd look up and Vardy was in the box 
And Barnes was signing autographs for the fans, I think, on the other side. He had no intention of uh, of trying to make his way into the box to get on the back post. It's just really, really disappointing. And sometimes he's, in the second half, when he should have been an out ball, he was drifting inside. He's just really disappointing. Is, is this the player's fault or is this the way he's being asked to play? No, it's the player's fault. I, I, it's very easy to say it's Brendan. As soon as you step on the pitch, you're a professional footballer. You should know where to be. You know, yeah. and I, I can't believe any coach would say when the ball's on the right wing, stay out on the left. You know, you get on the back post. That's your position. That's where you should be. It should be a natural instinct to be see, there. My, and he's my not there. feeling after that game today is that Rogers hasn't got the brains to tell the player that. I mean, if you go back right to the start of the show, we are completely. Um, We've, we've jumped, we're not on the fence anymore. We've jumped over the fence. In fact, we're that far over the fence that we've moved about four houses down. We have how many? Do you ever watch Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. <laughs> I get over the thing and it doesn't work. Or was it not? Or was it um, Hot Fuzz? One of them. Hot Fuzz, yeah, yeah. Ran through all the fences. Yeah. Me and, me and, uh, Brad, and uh, Brad have definitely. Nailed the uh, the colours to the mast in that it's time for Brendan to go. I set five um, in the fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were there. I mean, I just how 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 can he watch the game when he's always got his head in his little notebook? Um, I, I, I just it's this, a tricky one because I was play. thinking about this because there'll be a lot of people who want Rogers out and their main. Uh, thing will be that he doesn't show any passion. Uh, and then in the next breath, they'll say, let's go and get Potter from Brighton, who, who yeah. doesn't show a lot of passion either, to be honest. So it's more than about passion. I agree. I would like to see something, you know, rather than either writing notes or clapping like a seal, um, which is is what you see. Um, it's a really, really difficult one. I mean, sometimes... The thing is, I mean, I think Rogers is right in what he said in that the squad needs a refresh. Every three years, it needs a refresh. The problem with that is if you can't freshen the, the squad, then it'll have to be the manager. So <laughs> because something needs freshening up. You know, a, a manager can't speak to the same players for three years and those same players get energized by him so you try and freshen the squad up mm. um it's like it's like sacking a manager and then appointing his assistant the voice is the same you know the, it very rarely works does that because it needs to be a different view um i, I totally agree with the passion comment we, we, we've actually that was covered earlier in the chat wasn't mm. it brad where mm. people were saying you know the fact that the manager can jump up and down on the sideline doesn't make him a good manager no. you know um but i think I, I, I sorry, I, what, what i would say is i've i think brendan is allowing his frustration um at the club to come through i think he's i don't know if he's if he's pushing for something to happen but I don't think the narrative that he is pushing now is in alignment with the management of the club. So it'll be interesting. I'd, I'd, you know, because he is talking about the fact it's not him. He wanted new players. He's not been given new players. 
I'm doing the best I can with what I've got is essentially what he's saying. But basically, so, I don't think he is doing the best he can because yeah, he's no, been better. Chris, you know? uh, Chris, I didn't say yeah. he was. No, 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 no. That's his narrative yeah. at the moment. Yes. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, no, I accept yeah. that. I'm just that, saying that's his narrative. And you're right. Um, I, I don't agree he's getting the best out of them. As, no. you, as you touched on there, his substitutions, his team selection, I don't get it. I don't understand how Pratt didn't get on the pitch a, a ahead of Yuri. Um, you know, what, what message is that giving to Pratt? You know, you've come here and you've said, I want to fight for my shirt. Great, well done. I'm still not going to put you on. I'm going to put the guy who wants to leave on ahead of you. I don't, yeah, I don't understand I that. I tell you what, though, I'll give you 30 minutes against Arsenal in a game we've already lost. I'll just throw you to the wolves. Mm. I, I mean, Yuri was terrible. You know, literally, you know, he was one of their better players, to be honest, for the period he was on. You know, he seemed yeah. to be at the heart of all their good stuff. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of making some killer passes for Arsenal, weren't yeah. he? Yeah, I mean, just before he. he he threw Indeedy under the bus with a, I don't even know, it wasn't, I don't know what it was, a hospital pass. He just rammed the ball back at him. But before that, he'd played a blind pass across his own uh, middle of the park, which they'd broken away from. I don't know. Something isn't right. That's clear, isn't it? I mean, we've well, all the watched that. the watch along, and I did with Josh, he was very much saying that Rodgers will be the first person to be sacked. I mean, I, I, you've seen this, I know, and I, and I showed this earlier, but it is, I know, only three games. But like Brad mm. said earlier, we did this all last season. Well, it's only. Well, it's only. And last season, we said, well, let him get all the players back. Let him get all the players back. He's got all the players back now, except that he, won't have the, he doesn't have the bollocks to stand up to Fafana and say you're playing mm. or you're not getting paid. Uh we are in the bottom three. If West Ham win tomorrow and Man United somehow manage to get a win against Liverpool, we will be bottom. And that was sackable for Ranieri. Um, he's He's got to go, has he not? Um, I, I'm not going to stand up and say um, and, and argue strongly for him. What I would say is, that I don't think you'll see the real Leicester City of this season until that transfer window is shut. At any workplace, if you realise that some of the play, some of the people you work with, the ones that you look at as some of the real best people in the business, are thinking of leaving and going somewhere else, it causes unrest beyond the individuals. Everybody becomes unrestful. Then you see other things going on with uh, clubs trying to buy Madison. You know, there's so much unrest at that club at the minute. And until the window shuts, I think it's going to remain. I would, as, as hard as it probably is now, I would say you get the window shut and then you get another month in and see where we are. Because I, I don't think you can judge anything. And at what the end I, of that window... Would that would that include Fafana and Tielemann still being there? Either they're either oh. here or they're not. I think while while it's all up in the air, it, it just causes so much unrest. I think when the window shuts, if they're both here, they get a couple of games to go and get their heads right, and then they realise that the best place for them is to put in some good performances this season for Leicester City, get themselves in their World Cup squads, and then get a move. 
Yeah, that's right. Ryan from Huddersfield Town, welcome, mate. Um, you can sympathise with us. You're having a shit start as well. <laughs> what is going on at both our clubs? Um, Terry says clever people can can subtly push their employees into sacking them. I mean, if they don't go and they're still here, they're obviously going to be here where they don't want to be. And yes, we should say, you know, right, you're here now, you play. I can't see Fafana doing that. Fafana is Mares Mark II. Do you know mm. what I mean? You know, he, 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 you know, we know what he's like with his, you know, his, uh, he hasn't got the loyalty of a, of, a, of a worm, let's be honest with you. And um, for me... And I know it's cutting our nose off. I would, I would stick him in the under twenty threes and see how that does his World Cup chances. You know, um, you've got to start that because at the moment the players are running the club, and it's been said many times about Leicester. I mean, let me come to you with this one, Brad. I mean, you know, Ranieri supposedly lost the dressing room. You know, I mean, how many times are we going to have player power? The problem is Ranieri lost the dressing room in a different way. And I and every time I've been asked this question, I've yet the same answer. And guess what? My answer's not going to change. I still remember us playing Chelsea away. We're in a white kit. And I think we lost 4-2 or something like that. And Ranieri changed the system and changed our formation so many times in that opening 45 minutes that there was players looking at the bench and they were doing that. They were like, what did you want me to do? What do you want? You're yelling at me, but only 10 minutes ago, you told me that's how you want me to... He lost the dressing room because they couldn't... They didn't know where they stood. They didn't know where they were and what they were supposed to be playing. It was like, well, are we three at the back? Are we five at the back? What, what? There was so much confusion. And I think the problem you have with the system at Rogers is... And I, I do agree with Craig in the sense, and I understand your, both your perspectives of how you'd handle the situation. But I also feel that why... Fafana is unsettled and clearly sees his future elsewhere at Leicester. He's also no fool to know that if the window shuts come the 1st of September, sulking and throwing his toys out of the pram is going to do him no good until January. There's only one or two outcomes that happen between now and the 2nd of September. Top or Rogers or whoever deals with it gets in touch with Chelsea or vice versa and they maybe have a meet in the middle. You don't want to really pay more than £60 million we want 80, he wants to join you, call it 70, we'll, we'll, we'll strike a deal. We need this over and done with and done. Or he's going to get told exactly what Mares was told. Okay, here's a new deal for you for Farner. You've got five years left in your contract. You've got two choices. Like it and lump it. Put, get your head down. Get your head sorted. Give, it, give yourself, if, if not Leicester, give yourself your all for the next... 11 months, do the best you can, give your best performances week in, week out, and then I'm, I am pretty sure Chelsea will be willing to pay that extra 10, 15 million that they don't want to pay right now for you, and you can go with our blessing. And then Fafana gets told that, and he's got two choices. Because at the end of the day, he, you know, you, you're a foolish footballer if you decide, well, you're pricing me out of the move, so I'm never going to play football even if you keep me here for five years, because at the end of the day, no matter how nice you are as a person, if I was Leicester and I heard a player say that to me, I'd go, all right then, we can find you two weeks' wages every month. Might not sound like much, but I will treat you like Gareth Bale. 
I will kick you out of the club. I will tell you to go play golf with your mates in France. I will tell you to piss off and don't come back here. But you will not get sold. We will refuse to sell you. We will turn down every offer unless they come in at the price we hold you at. And that will not change despite the football you play or lack of it. And I think he needs a serious down-to-earth moment where he gets told that, maybe not in that exact words, but he's basically told, if you refuse to play, good luck. We've got you for five years and we will keep your valuation at 85 million, whether you never kick a ball for us again. The ball is in your court for far enough. Tillemans is a different story. That's the hardest one. That no matter what happens, you know, if he's still here, that's still the problem. And that's where we are. And, that, and that's something that we won't see until, unfortunately, that window comes through. After that, then we'll see. We'll, mm. we'll, we'll see where the trouble really lies uh, in terms of where we're at. Can I, can I just say for Jack, who I think predicted uh, a 2-1 to Southampton, and he's a Southampton fan, um, I'm not sure. Let's just let's just have a look. Um, I don't know if he could be able to hear this or not. Uh, no, it's it's a whole it's a whole a different thing. But they they did they did predict a Southampton win. Uh, and good luck to them. They deserved it, you know. But uh, I think Craig's gone. Uh, I don't, he was having problems with his sound. So um, Brennan is too soft with the players. Um, when does he go, Brad? Last question. When does he go? Well, look, if the if the hierarchy are going to take the season approach and go, it's three games. Brennan's got a lot of things out of his hand. And, and again, I said that even in my tangent of a rant, I even said, I understand that you've got things that are out of Brendan's hand and I accept that. He's probably got five games. I would say he's got five league games. If we lose to Stockport, he could be gone by the Wednesday. But he's got five games. And that will give, the owners will give the benefit of the doubt that he, they don't probably go, okay, X, Y, and Z aside, the rest of the squad and, and staff and whatever are happy and behind wanting to help the club turn this start around. We're fine with giving you the benefit of the doubt and time to do it. He's got five games, in my opinion. I would be happy if they got rid of him tonight and, and brought in Poch before before Chelsea uh, um, at the weekend. I, would, I, I wouldn't mind if he, got, if he went before, given the state and staleness of him. As a manager right now, but he's got five games, in my opinion, from the hierarchy. Well, I'm just looking here. So, after this, uh, if you go five games, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, you, you you'd be agreeing with me um, because we, we play on the 17th of September away to Spurs. We then don't play again until the Monday, the 3rd of October which is Nottingham Forest, and I can't see us beating them. So there's a gap there, which I think, as I say, is an international break. That would be the perfect time to, yeah. to, to get to get them in. Hello, Morning, Craig. Craig. Hello. Can That's you better. hear us? Can you I hear can me, indeed. mother? <laughs> I can indeed. <laughs> Although I'm not sure about Brad, because he's not screaming and yelling. He's still there. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, just, I'm we're there, just saying then, we've got... Small matters of our next games coming up. If, if 
I was asking when when Brendan might go. I think if we lose to Stockport, I I would agree with Brad and say that is it. He's got to go. Whatever. We should beat Stockport, but you know we've then got a small matter of away at Chelsea. Uh, then we're at home to Manchester United, who, as bad as they are, must be sat there going, hey, bring on Leicester. Mm-hmm. We're away to Brighton, which suddenly doesn't look like an easy game. We are home to Aston Villa. Um, and then we're away at Spurs. And then we've got a week off for an international break. When we come back off that international break, we are at home to Nottingham Forest. Excellent. He's got oh, five God. games maximum, surely, to turn it round. As I say, I think what's the um, what's the last game before the window shuts? The last game before the window shuts. Well, the window shuts on a t- Thursday, the first of September. Yeah, we are playing Manchester United on Thursday, the first of September. So the manager <laughs> and all his staff will be. At the King Power, watching and hopefully trying to beat Manchester United. So, who the fuck is going to be around to sort out any last-minute transfers? Well, yeah, there is yeah. that. I mean, uh, well, one thing that baffles me in that list that you read out just quickly is why is there an international break when we've got a bastard World Cup? Because it's the, I think it's one of the last times we play before the, the last World Cup. <laughs> It's the last opportunity for Southgate to ignore Madison. Yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, I see it now. I understand it all. Cheers, Craig. Yeah. Let's be honest with you. I'm gonna, if I was Southgate and I was looking at that, hmm. take the, and I said this about Ward Prowse, because we had a Southampton fan in the in the watch along, and he said, um, you know, Ward Prowse gets a free kick, you're gonna be one nil down. And I jokingly said yeah, and then it hashtag JWP, and I went, yeah, what about Madison, hashtag Madison, because mm-hmm. Madison did it. And I joked the other day with, with some of the Southampton fans that take his free kicks and penalties, and what have you got with Joe, Joe's World Prowse? Now, what I'm saying, that James Ward Prowse, what I'm saying is there, if Southgate was actually watching that match, mm-hmm. take away that free kick, which was honestly... I'm not, you know, it's an amazing free kick. Absolutely brilliant. It's the old Madison. But mm-hmm. take that away. Was there a, you know, would he look at that and think, oh, Justin decides another chance? Maybe Madison does deserve another chance. No, you couldn't look at that and say and say that any of those players deserve to be called up for their national sides. I, I would take James uh, uh, James Madison over James Ward Prowse any day of the week. Yeah, today showed take that. Him over Grealish. Yeah. Yes. Come on, he can't. He's a bench warmer at Man City. That's what. That's all he is. Oh. I, James Ward Prowse today was anonymous. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You, he, got, he got an assist at the end, um, but apart from that, he did absolutely nothing in my book. And I was watching him because I know that there's this debate. They they've brought in some decent players, and now he's not standing out as much. There's a bit more physicality about Southampton. There's a bit more speed and pace about Southampton than there was in previous years. Uh, and I, I made a note and I said to Scott, when you're looking up at their team that was on the board, they've only got four players in the numbers one to 11. So that, that were actually started that game. So that shows you how much their squad has changed. 
because mm. those 1 to 11 who are usually your starters and have been mm. over the past three or four seasons are not there anymore or that if they are they're all on the bench so they've yeah. had a churn in that team and James Moore Prowse for me didn't do anything the big thing for Madison what I like today it wasn't his best game by any means but he never went hiding and he showed more passion than the rest of the 10 in the yeah, is that enough to get him into the England squad it should be enough he, sh- he deserves a chance he deserves yeah. more than the one game that he's had yeah because he's got more talent than any of those mm. you, you know I think it's just it, it clearly must be personal and on what he's done this year as well Madison we're playing pretty shit, to be fair. And Madison and doesn't there. hide at all. He gets on the ball. He's already got a couple of goals. Uh, you know, I, he, I agree with you. He's a class uh, act. He obviously does something there that Southgate mm. doesn't like. And at the end of the day, I suppose he picks he picks the team and he will yeah. be yeah. winners of I mean, the World Cup or get sacked on the back of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say I'm in agreement with Craig. He is streets ahead of James Ward Pals. I don't need, you know, just because he's a good set piece taker, Ward Pals doesn't mean he's on the same level as Madison. Grealish is a bench warmer at Man City. And, you know, he's a, he's now realised he's a small fish in a big pond. If James Madison doesn't get, uh, look, we're talking. He... Oh, is that me or is that Brad? He's got to get ahead. If he doesn't get put in the squad for on the current form he's been in over the last eight months if he does not get in that England squad you know we saw Jack Grealish and Declan Rice check their family tree history to make sure they could go from Ireland to England I'd be looking to play for Blood Jamaica and seeing if I've got a great great granddad that once shipped off to the Ivory Coast or something if I was James Madison I'd, I'd flip England the bird if I had a chance yeah. to play for England how about how about uh, killing two birds with one stone and we start the hashtag Rogers for England all I was saying, I I think Madison is streets above James Ward Prowse. What my point I was trying to make was was he anything other than that free kicking today? You were there, you said he was, and sort of fair enough. Um, whether he would get into the England side, like I say, managers, yeah. you know, you look at you know some of the sort of players we've had with talent over the years that haven't, you know, played as much as they probably should do. Frank Worthington, you know, mm-hmm. um, Keith, well, I mean, I'm going back a long way, obviously, for those. But talking, just going back onto Rogers for a minute, because we're not going to get away from it. Um, the other week, he said that the Leicester team were not, and Brad knows what's going to be coming here. Uh, Rogers said that the, the, the Leicester team was not experienced enough to, 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 to get that win. Southampton's victory today was their first since April, was achieved after fielding the youngest Premier League starting lineup named by any club since May 2017, with an average age of 23 years and 238 days. Is Brendan Rodgers just full of bullshit or not? Well, I mean, you, you're quoting there, one. you're basing that on one game. You know, it's so a I'm young basing team. it on the fact that Brendan said this team aren't experienced enough, and yet we've just been beaten aren't by it, aren't the experienced least enough experienced to do team in the league. Aren't experienced enough to do what, though, Chris? I don't know. I can't remember exactly what he said, but obviously <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. What you what you're saying is there's a young team 
Southampton put a young team out and they won one game. But, yeah, so, but that's more well, that's more than we've won. But this yeah, is the team. This is the team that Brendan there, said we were. A young we team will then be able to go on and do anything. I, I'm, I'm not. Defending what I'm saying is you can't take one game in isolation. If Southampton get into Europe with a young team, come back and say then that it's fully justified. On one game, Mm. no. I think think we have to... Sorry, but just quickly. I think think Brendan... Brendan's never going to come out and blame himself. But I'm also... I think he's running out of different ways of defending the players. Mm. And I think that's the issue. So that's why he's just talking bullshit and he's talking round and round and round because he doesn't want to call his players out. But I know there's no way that he could be happy with some of those players. But that makes it all the more baffling as to why those fringe players are not getting a chance. That's very true. And and again, there's, there's a difference between having the experience and being young, determined to prove yourself and a little bit fearless. We've seen with Kieran Dewsbury Hall as a, fine example he's not the finished article by a mile he's got years to develop and he's and, and and you could say that with thomas as well you can sometimes go out there and play a game and be fearless and when you're doing well or the opposition are giving you the freedom of the part to grow in your confidence you can be young and fearless but it tails out and it peters out and eventually that squad won't always have the youngest age when they're playing and they're not going to win games like they are and again like craig said if they do we get into may in there in in the top seven bad news we'll, we'll, we'll talk about maybe this experiencing there's a difference between going out with nothing to lose and everything to gain as a youngster i.e gaining a place in the starting 11 nailing a place and, and getting your career off to fly and start as a youngster and there is being a 23 24 year old that's played 20 30 games or come across the border and learn in the English Premiership. I mean, I agree with Craig that Brendan says he can't freshen up his squad. Well, he's got Samore, you know, he's got Bertrand. Well, he's not injured, obviously. I won't mention the Voldemort of the defence that he signed. But again, you're talking Pratt and all them that don't play and haven't played a lot under Rodgers, no matter how long or short they've been here. If he wants to freshen the squad up and, and, and give a fresh intake, why doesn't he... Give Nacho and Pratt and Daka, who are probably invested behind what Warriors wants to do. Because it's still well, only three Nacho as a single striker, and he can't play that role. But mm, all no. I'm saying is that be careful what you're going to blame, because it will come back and bite you on the bum. If you yeah, look at it in enough. black and white, he said that his the team was not experienced enough. Those were his words, experienced enough. And yet we've just been beaten by the least experienced team in the whole division and so you just got to be careful what you say because these excuses you know they do come back and bite you on the bum we've all tried them at work you know sorry the bus was late and all that <laughs> she's on your bus and she's in you know so it, it does what i do wanted we... to ask you though craig yeah. uh, uh, really because we were discussing this with um uh, uh brad in the shows yesterday because obviously it, was, it all broke about for farner deciding yeah. he didn't want to play, etc. Now, I, I actually said, to, I asked Brad if Rogers himself had been thrown under the bus a little bit, because he's come out and said, um, I don't want to, um, yeah, no matter, no problem, Brad, just whenever you're ready. 
Um, he's come out and sort of said the, to the answer to the question, you know, we, we've got to sell players before we can we can buy players. Now, to me, that was totally the wrong thing to say because it's put a big sign up saying, you know, fire sale at the KP. Should he's not ready for that? He said yesterday in the conference that, um, you know, uh, he, he's not there to discuss finance, he doesn't have anything to do with that. Mm. Should either Top or Susan Whelan be coming out and explaining the situation? Because for me, if they'd come out first and said, Right, this is what's happening at Leicester this season, we're all right financially, but we've got too big a squad. So we can't bring any more players in because we'll have a group of players out there that we, 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 that we can't subscribe to the league and would we'll end up like Barcelona. Or we gamble on the fact that we might get into Europe again by buying spending money on these players and we end up like Leeds United and going bump. Um, yeah. had, some, had they come out and said that, and you know, in fairness to Brendan, maybe he said that and he's thinking, oh shit, what do I say to this sort of thing? You know? <laughs> Is is that is that fair that that, that we you know we've not seen Susan Wheeler, we've not seen top through all this, they're hidden mm. behind the glass panel, ivory towers. Should they be coming out? Not giving a vote of confidence because mm. all that's doing is saying goodbye, you know. But I think I I think it's a fair point in, in the modern day when um football clubs are big business and there's so much that goes on. Uh, behind the scenes to run a football club these days, it's it is a bit unfair that the only figurehead, the only vocal point that we get is the manager, because his part in it in the overall running of the club is very small. You know, he's he's responsible for the players and what goes out on the pitch, but that whole club um, is much bigger. And, and you're right, you know, he's. You get the feeling um, that there's stuff going on behind the scenes that he's not particularly happy with. So he can't really comment on it. And, and when he does, he gets vilified for it. There, There's an argument to be made that there should be a another figurehead. And I, I'll take you back a little bit um, to the days of... Do you remember a guy called Paul Mace? Yes. Now... Paul Mace, I think, was the head of communications or something at the club going back years. I think it was in the 90s, maybe even the 80s. Mm. But he he was more visible and more vocal and you were getting a different point of view. And he was commenting about um, business matters and club matters rather than team matters. And I think there's a, a, an argument to be said that there should be a there is behind the scenes. Every club has a head of communication. They do. They do. They sit the side of yeah. the manager when he's making yeah. his press conference. Exactly. And I think it's unfair for the manager to be getting all of those questions about how the club's being run. Yes. Because it's, it's beyond his, his sphere of influence. So I think there's a, there's a fair point to be made and an argument to be said. There should be a another figurehead. Um that can come out and talk uh, more openly about what's going on. And maybe then the the fans would have a better idea of mm. how finances work in football these days, how contracts work in football these days, because it's all conjecture. And anybody can put anything on Twitter and it's believed. 
you know so it would be great let's hear something from the horse's mouth about how a football club is actually run thank you so much there's yeah, I'm blaming Brendan for a lot of it because at the end of the day, he's the manager, the book stops with him, but he needs help, mm. you know, and these are questions that are going to be asked and him, he probably didn't mean it quite the way it came across, but he's making a soundbite mm. or he's making a conversation that's picked to pieces by newspapers and TV into a soundbite um, and it's dropping him in it. Yeah. And like you say, where the people that are supposed to be backing him. And maybe it's a worry that they're not backing him. Mm. Uh, Ant says here that Top was at the game, was he yeah. not? He looked, it, it, this was at the start of the game, and he went over to him and sat next to John Rudkin, and he looked like he was chewing a wasp. I, I'd, I'd said to Scott that it, I thought it was uh, interesting that Top was there again, because towards the end of last season, I don't think he was around a lot. Obviously, you know, he's, he's got another business to run. Um, but I think he'll be around until the window shuts with players coming and going, contract renewals, God knows what. I think there'll be a lot going on behind the scenes. And let's not... I think it's very easy to overlook the fact that we lost the guy who ran the club. You know, Kunvichai ran that club. And all of a sudden, from nowhere... You've got a young kid who's being asked to run a football club as well as a business. And we can't expect them to be getting the, all the decisions right. Kunvichai had years and years and years and years of experience of running businesses. And now his son is being thrust into that. And yes, he can have some help from the likes of Susan Whelan and the like. But we're asking a relatively young man to make the best decisions possible in a multi-million pound business. But and I don't was, think this that was should the be young man, In fairness, this was the young man who turned around to his dad and said, no, we shouldn't sack Nigel Pearson. And, yeah, what well, I'm so, saying is that we can't, these things have gone on as well. And we just seem to think that that, that should be a seamless transition into someone else running the football club who can make all the right decisions. I think we, it's... I think it's tough for him, but I think I think he won't be scared of making a, a, a right decision. But the other thing, um, you probably didn't hear it because you were you were online, but uh, I think Matt Piper was on the radio afterwards, uh, and Owen Palmer, uh, whatever his name is, but they were talking about uh, Brendan and what may and may not happen, and they also said that. Uh, I think this was Matt Piper was saying that Brendan came to Leicester because he believed in the project. He believed in a longer term project of what he could achieve. And he thought that if he believed he wasn't, he was no longer getting the backing of the club to see that through, there's as much chance of him walking away as there is him being sacked. I don't think he'll walk away because he wouldn't have his nice big payoff, but you never know. And we did say this the other day, didn't we, Brad? And we'll end on this point here that, yes, quite right what Craig said there. He has got to put most of his time, let's be honest with you, into King Power. Because if King Power fails, no matter how good Leicester are and how much money they're making, and I said to you the other day, didn't I, I work for a company who was making money 
but the parent company wasn't. The parent company went down and we went down with them. Um, and he has got to, with the tough time they've had over COVID, he's got to obviously spend a lot of time doing that. But then we have got people, Susan Whelan, this uh, John Rudkin, some invisible press officer, that they should be coming out. Mm -hmm. I think you're on mute. You're on mute, Brad. Well, whilst I don't blame Brent, I'm just going to continue. Right. I do agree <laughs> with you in the fact they should come out. Um, I also think that, you know, maybe Brendan should, you know, you feel like discussions aren't strong in that communication. I think what you said yesterday would be very right. If Brendan gets asked that sort of question, he should go, I'm a football manager. Uh, my job is to manage the players, try and improve the squad, try and get the best out of these players. You can ask me about injuries. You can ask me about players going and coming because we're in a transfer window. You can ask me what my plans yeah. are for taking them out for tea. But as far as as far as the financial state, that's not my area of expertise and it's not my job. I don't get paid to deal with that, yeah. that question yeah. for Susan Wheeler. I don't and, of course, job. we all know Brendan is very much covering his own back. Sorry, Chris, just a quick mm. one on that. And then I know you've said it and I think Ant said it there about Brendan walking away. Won't walk away because he'll miss out on a 20 million payoff or whatever. I think the most important thing to Brendan is Brendan's reputation. Yeah. And yeah. If, if he takes 20 million, but he gets sacked, that's a sacking. It makes more sense for him to walk away with his so-called reputation intact and say, yeah. I didn't get backed. I couldn't follow through in what it was. And then he won't be looked on as badly as if he gets sacked from Leicester. Yeah. 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 So if, if he walks away and he's asked the question by his future employees, well, what went wrong at Leicester? He can go, well, you saw what present exactly. you, exactly what Craig said there. But like you say, I mean, as I said the other day, there is no other job in the world where you can perform so badly and yet you can walk out into another club. Mm. How many managers have we seen that takes a club down and they, two weeks later, mm. you know, Steve Bruce, let's face it, his reputation was in the gutter, walks into a job at West Brom. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's no other job. So I think the fact of you being sacked, and he's already been sacked, let's face it, um, it doesn't matter in his industry because he will walk into a job whether we sack him or whether he walks. Final point here, um, which I just mentioned, OH Laban have spent more this summer than they have ever before. And, and I'm sorry, you know, I, I can't... It's like having a favourite son or, or being jealous of your little brother because he's got a little bit more money. Uh, it, it's, it's how it goes. It's how it goes. I'm sure they were jealous of us for the last few seasons when... We're spending 40 millions on signing Yuri Tillemans. Look, guys, we, we, we're going for a record here. We're just short of two and a half hours. Thank you both. I, my biggest regret, I'm afraid, to you, Craig, is the fact that you had to um, actually go and watch that. But um, there we go. I've seen yeah. worse. That, that the first 45 minutes was a good game of football. So, yeah, it's funny. If I said that in my tactical analysis, yeah. believe it or not, we actually did play some more right football. And we've only got we've only got Chelsea next. Why? Well, we've got Stockport next, but in the big yeah. term, I, I wouldn't. You know, in a way, yeah. a little bit of me says, for fuck's sake, lose to Stockport. Let's drop it. Let's not try and fool ourselves that we're any good. But anyway, guys, that is where we stand. 
Um, it's going to be a long season. Um, yeah, it should sure. probably get worse before it gets better. Bring on Man United, that's what I say. Craig, thank you very much, sir. Have Cheers. a good rest of the weekend. Have a okay. have a big drink and try and get it out of your mind. Good. Cheers. Good to see you as well, Brad. And you, matey. Always a pleasure talking to you about Leicester. So, good to see you on Even the show. Even when mate. we lose. Even when we lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see you <laughs> soon, guys. Craig. See you soon, Craig. And Brad, thank you so much as well. Uh, I'm going to keep it short. Uh, a matter of opinion, your channel, the link is in the description below. Do go on and check it out, guys. Basically, it does what it says on the tin. Brad, thank you so much, sir. Uh, you, you're going to have a day off without me tomorrow, unless they decide they're going to sap Brendan over the weekend, and I'll no doubt have you on. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt I'll get a message off Twitter from you saying, are you free? If yes, that yeah. Happen. You see me come up, you think, oh, no, I don't do any Twitter. You don't reply to your Twitter. I have to go back onto Facebook. I know, <laughs> I know. I've oh, got messages mass from you. I get a notification saying, it's like Chris again, message you on Twitter. Do you want to read it? I go, no, just pretend I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> It's brilliant. It works. Mate, thank you so much. Try and have a good rest of the weekend. I'm off to probably have a take. I, I said if we win, I'm going to treat myself to a takeaway. We lost, and I just think I need a takeaway now. <laughs> All the I best, don't mind, buddy. Take care. Have a good take one. Care. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. We, what is happening next week, everybody? Well, will Leicester get a win? Will Leicester get some points? The weekly review show is 7 o'clock on Monday. Brad will be back 9 o'clock on Monday, hopefully with Steve Lynex, who is back if his work allows him. Um, we're doing a preview sh uh, prediction show 9 o'clock on Monday this week. Um, the uh, Caribou Cup will maybe doing a, a, a watch along. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> we may well do that. I was going to do a Man United Liverpool watch along possibly on Monday, but I just haven't got the time next week. Uh, there was a quiz on Wednesday that's cancelled, so uh, <laughs> actually Wednesday's free. Um, Chelsea preview, I'll be Thursday or Friday. Keep a lookout. Doug has just said, Chris, I voted for you in the Football Content Awards for the best. Mate, thank you. I didn't know anything about this. What is going on? Um, I, I have heard of it, but I haven't seen anything being promoted at all. But, mate, really seriously, that means so much. Thank you so very, very much. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and Dave says, thank you, everyone, for this past few hours. Always enjoy your rants and discussion. <laughs> the past two hours fly by. Um, do you, it's always – we always – go on longer and we always get more people on when we lose uh, only because people have got more to be angry about so i mean it, it's human nature thank you to everybody that's been in the chat and contributed well two hours two and a half hours ago i can't go all that way back and check the names if you've been watching thank you if you've been listening on your favorite podcast platform thank you very much as well a big huge thank you to doug for his vote for me for the football content award best club content creator it means so very very much and if anybody else is out there that wants to vote for me please go ahead cheers uh i'm going to go off have a takeaway have a couple of beers fall into my bed and i'm going to sleep i have actually not eaten all day but then again i didn't get up till uh till 12 so that was my own fault thank you very much for sticking with us for this length of time please if you haven't done already please subscribe 
and check out all the guys uh, in the channel in the chats the dugout football channel ants leicester football channel go and give them show your love and support to them as well please subscribe please the leicester till i die 1500 we are trying to get to uh we're not so far off now and uh, smash the likes if you haven't and i say if you've been listening rather than watching thank you very very much for lending me your ears i will let you have them back now I've chewed them enough. Take <laughs> care. Goodbye, guys. Remember, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.